From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour, and I welcome you to another exciting escapade into the truth in broadcasting. No one else does it. It may as well be us. Thanks for choosing us, and thanks for making WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. You did that. They're telling you that Biden's telling you your kids belong to the teachers and not to the parents. But I'm telling you, you did that. Period. Well, I'm pretty excited this morning about the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Watched as much as I could. Little white knuckled there at 62 to 61 at halftime. Then I went sleepy bye bye for a little bit. And the next thing I know, the Sixers were up by 22 points. I closed my eyes again, and then I woke up, and it was 132 to 97. That is a 30, what, five-point drubbing. That's what you call a statement win and, of course, a series clinching win in Game 6 and on to Miami. Sixers got a little unlucky. One game difference, and, you know, they'd be playing somebody perhaps like Milwaukee who they seem to styles just like in boxing styles make fights the the Sixers match up very well against Milwaukee for some reason I don't think they match up as well against Miami we'll we'll see my goal would be that when we come back does this series even I'm I'm guessing I hope it begins this weekend my my hope would be after the first two games of the Miami series that the Sixers will have split it And that would be pretty good. All right, so that's enough on that. Uh, Now on to uh, news that you just can't ignore, although our president seems to be ignoring it. The president yesterday said that we have, that we are, quote, experiencing enormous growth. I mean, I'm telling you, there's just never been anything like this. And and this Democrat media just lets this go like it's normal. I, I just... I just don't even have words for it anymore. It is so out of control. Amazon lost $3.8 billion for the first quarter. By comparison, first quarter of 2021, they made $8 billion. That's an $11.8 billion swing quarter to quarter, year versus year. And very bad news. And allegedly this was unexpected, but I, I mean, I have to just say, I'm not I'm not on the record as having predicted it, but I'm not surprised at all that the economy shrank by one point four percent for the first quarter of twenty twenty two. This Joe Biden economy sucks. Let's just be honest. He can say every day it's Putin's hike. Putin has poopy. It's Putin's hike. And we have that we are experiencing enormous growth. We're three months away if we contract in the second quarter to being in a recession. And that won't be Putin's recession. That will be the Biden recession. 
After the first break, I'm going to share something with you that was very heartwarming to me. Because although I always believe that in the end, the American people get it right, liars who lie about lying can sometimes get away with spinning something in a way that's totally deceptive. Fortunately, this Putin hike thing, I'll prove it a few minutes later uh, in, into the second segment. But it could have worked. It wouldn't have worked forever, but it could have worked for a bit. Look what they got away with in the 2020 election. They got away with blackballing people, deplatforming them, ghosting them, lying about Biden, making every possible scintilla of anything as negative, hyper negative as possible against President Trump. We commented something and I didn't realize Brian killed me, but I'm not surprised. I think we like each other so much because we do we do think a lot alike. I heard him say yesterday and I thought, wow, I, 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 I say that. He did a whole monologue on if Trump was president, the vaccine would be the COVID-19 vaccine would be the biggest failure. They would be going bananas about it. And of course, with Biden, they wallpaper over everything. All right. Let me tell you something very exciting. I hope you find this um, as interesting as I do. The hero, Mike Heath, found and I'm going to give when I write this up, I'm going to write this on Sunday. We're doing two really cool pieces on Sunday. I want to start May 1st off with a bang. One of the pieces, in fact, I'm going to do three pieces. Oh, that's my day off. I'm going to spend about got to be six hours, but I'm not complaining because all three projects I'm really going to love to do. So one of them is going to be this. I don't have the newspaper in front of me. But you're going to see it. I am going to get a nice black backdrop and this newspaper that the hero Mike Heath found and is trusting me to hold it just for a little bit. I'm going to get it back to the hero. This paper is completely intact. It is the Atlantic City Press when they were really a newspaper. And it's no offense to Buzz Keogh. He's a great guy. But that's not a newspaper anymore. Come on. Let's just be honest. And it's not his fault. The, I, I told you this 30 years ago. And I know no one believed me. I said in our lifetime, newspapers are going to be dead. I knew it. But they weren't dead in 1956. This was April 5th. 1956, and let me just give you a little tease, reward the hurliest of hurly risers, because I'm not going to speak about this again until I publish this article on Sunday. And can you believe that it's May? On Sunday, it will be May 1st. The top of the fold of the, and what what are the chances of this? The hero finds it in the wall of a home. That was being renovated. April 5th, 1956, 
and the top of the fold is about a shortage of the vaccine. And it's the polio. In the article, they call it the SOC polio vaccine. So in 1956, almost to the day, it was a month ago, 1956. What, what is that? Uh, 60, 66 years ago. They were dealing with a vaccine shortage. Now, there was a difference. And I'm going to end it with this comment because I'm not going to tell you too much about the angle that I'm going to take. But in 1956, and we wrote a story within the last year about the difference between how Dr. Salk was a hero. When he would go into some town, they would have signs and they would be thanking him. The country, they were dying to take the vaccine. And here in 2020... It's a 50-50 maybe type proposition, maybe even not 50-50, but there are a lot of people that didn't want anything to do with the vaccine. In 1956, you, you, everybody wanted it. Nobody resisted. But what are the chances that this newspaper would be untombed or whatever you want to call it from nearly 70 years ago? And that the lead story would be about a vaccine shortage in America. Can't wait to do the story. And I can't wait to show you what this looks like and how they formatted the news in those days. Very different looking. 16 minutes past the hour. When we come back, I'm going to prove to you and comfort you that Biden's scheme, scam, liars who lie about lying with this Putin price hike, nobody's buying it. Well, the freaks are buying it, and you know who you are. Some of you are listening. And understand this. If you even have to think if you're a freak, you are a freak. Hey, is he talking to me? If you even think I might be talking to you, I am. I am her in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station all because of you you went and did that fox news commentary i'm jimmy Fallon, and i'll tell you why honesty is the best policy when it comes to dating next economists are warning that sanctions against russia could trigger devastating inflation worse than the current 40-year highs hi this is stephen k bannon and i urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold ira through birch gold the only company i trust for gold just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. So another survey shows that men are faking the idea that they are woke progressives on dating sites in order to meet progressive women. Now, of course, the story hits home for me because I met my wife on Tinder. And the weird part is it happened nine years after we got married, which really made it awkward. Like, oh, you're on here too? Weird. But seriously, let me talk to the men at home for a second. Faking the idea that you're a woke progressive is a good idea until you're on a date 
with a woke progressive. Then all of a sudden you're getting yelled at about the patriarchy and she's mad at you for eating meat. Next thing you know, you want to grab the steering wheel on her Prius and drive yourself off a bridge. I mean, it's bad. But I love the fact that they're highlighting this as if people on dating apps don't lie about everything else. Give me a break, man. The point is, be you. You'll find somebody who likes it. And if you don't, that's even more reason to date them because you can get together and have hate relations, as the kids say. I'm Jimmy Fallon. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hashtag Kofefi. I'll get to that. Do you remember Kofefi? Oh, man, I'll tell you. It's a case study in exactly how you should handle something. You go and you make a typo. You make a mistake. It. I, I told this story long ago, and I'll find a moment I hope sometime this hour to uh, to do it again because it is it's back in the news. I'll explain why if you haven't heard. And it just is exactly how Harry Hurley, life coach, would tell you exactly how to handle that. You mess up. You just own it. People like that. Make fun of yourself. Hey, I'm fat fingers. It's three in the morning. I'm typing. It comes out Kofefi. I, I just... Um, and then Trump had made T-shirts, Kofefi. It's exactly how you handle it. Okay. I have to send a shout out to John Walters, my, your reverse mortgage expert, because I'm supposed to visit with John on Wednesday, May 11th in the nine o'clock hour. But I will not be available on um, Wednesday, May 11th in the nine o'clock hour. So I asked John, could we do his first of two programs for the month of may this upcoming wednesday in the eight o'clock hour so i'm asking him to do it a week before and an hour before and john thank you um for your partnership so that's just a a thank you and a programming note at the same time and we'll continue to promote that i I think it's good to move it uh, a bit to a different hour even once in a while and i've talked to john about that because different people that might be able to listen one day, but not another day or one hour and not another hour. You know, I would love if it was required to listen for four hours and six minutes a day. But I understand that's not humanly possible. And I always thank you for whatever time. If you can be here for one quarter hour share, 15 minutes in our business jargon vernacular, uh, I am grateful. So thank you so much. All right. So Rasmussen reports, which is one of the most accurate pollsters in America. They surveyed the American people. See, most of your polling outfits, uh, the Democrats control so much, more than I think people realize. And so they poll where they want, the questions exactly how they want. Like, you, do you notice only one time has it ever been polled is Joe Biden up to the job of being president. They they won't poll the question, do you believe that your president, do you believe the sitting president of the United States is fit to serve, has the mental acuity to serve? They won't poll the question. They don't want your lying eyes to be right. So very rarely do you get a question polled such as, quote, this is exactly how it was surveyed. And these were likely voters Who bears the responsibility for higher fuel prices? Because all we get every day 
from Jersey Joe Biden and Peppermint Patty every single day. Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike. Ad nauseum. Well, nobody's buying Putin's price hike. 15% whack jobs believe that it's Vladimir Putin. And let me just say, if you believe that the price hike is Vladimir Putin, you are either delusional, completely dishonest, and just a Joe Biden sycophant. Because no serious person can possibly believe that when the when the mounting evidence says otherwise from second one of his failed administration, which will go down as one of, if not the worst administrations. I promise you, Jimmy Carter every day says, oh, thank God I am not the worst president. I mean, every day he has to be thankful for Joe Biden because this is terrible. What's going on is terrible. And what's so awful about it is none of it needed to happen. If we would have stayed course, we would not be contracting at 1.4%. We would not have 8.5%, which I believe is more like 12%. They just lie about everything. So I know they're lying about inflation. It's much worse than the CPI 8.5%. Much worse. I know it is. There's no doubt in my mind. My faith in humanity, though. Not that it's shaken. It really never is. But 51% answered this question. Who bears the responsibility for higher fuel prices? Joe Biden. Now, unfairly, and I will explain, 26% blame the oil companies. And that they're an easy foil. But I promise you, it is not the oil companies. They just have been hit with so much market saturation level, hyper negative coverage that 26% of the American people are fooled. You're not a fool. I don't blame somebody that answered the survey oil companies. You would be wrong, but it's defendable because you just keep hearing they're greedy and all these different things, but it's not the oil companies. So that that deflection Because Biden did two things, Putin price hike and blaming the oil companies, which, of course, his administration viciously attacks. So that that brings and it's still a huge it's a majority. And even and if it was 49 percent, I'd be saying it's a huge plurality because 26 percent. Versus 51. It's not even close. And of course, 51%. And you add the 26, 77%. Don't think it's Putin. If you add it all up, if you see what I'm saying. When Trump left office, I believe a price of a regular gallon of gasoline was... Two dollars and twenty cents, Nash. I'm, and it's tough because I'm I'm trying to recall nationally what the average would be. I think it was two dollars and twenty cents. Look at what it is right now. I just went by uh, my corner gas station 
about three hours and 15 minutes ago. I can't believe that. Three hours and 15 minutes ago. And it's only 28 minutes past six. And what I, the gallon, the, the gasoline that I put in my car was $4.80. 480 No, it's not Putin. It's not the the Putin price hike. You know, they they you got to figure they strategized and said, yeah, well, yeah, this is great, Joe. Just like the pandemic, you know, like Anita Dunn said, and she's back working at the White House. Oh, happy days are here again. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. It, it's so bad. The White House right now is kind of like Atlantic City is like a mini version of it. What's going on? And I'm I'm not talking about the good people in business and industry. You're fantastic and doing great, great work. Meet AC, the casinos. I'm talking about this freak show that we'll be talking about a little bit later today. This this small administration is that's you can't even call it an administration. It's it's a small freak freak show. It's a circus. It's unbelievable. And if you go to wpgtalkradio.com or your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, uh, about dinner time last night, we published. An article were the only ones in the media that, that have reported it. There is a protest today at three o'clock to support Fish Heads, the seafood restaurant that's been given uh, in writing now an ultimatum uh, to be out today. So there is going to be a significant protest where you will have members of city council. And I, I say credit to you because you know how this um, retaliatory, uh, small minded administration works. But there will be multiple members of city council. There will be – we introduced them in the article that I wrote, a new group, uh, the Independence Committee, uh, The and I think their exact name, but it's in there, is Atlantic City Independence Committee. And it's a broad-based uh, consortium of people. So that – they'll be there. Uh, John Devlin's going to be there. Johnny X, the owner of Ducktown Tavern and Liquors, he'll be there. Uh, I know that members of city council are going to be there. That's 3 p.m. today at Atlantic City's Gardner's Basin uh, Fish Heads. So that's kind of interesting. On the day of his eviction, there will be a protest supporting him. When we come back, I will give you a very sobering, serious example of how consequential elections are. Very radical, what I'll be sharing with you next. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio app. I did mention just now the protest 3 p.m. today to support fish heads. Did the Atlantic City Board of Education members know who they were voting for on April 12th? And the Atlantic City Board of Education has brought back the former superintendent of 30 years ago. Back to the future. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Our average high temperature for this time of year is 68 and will be just under that mark today and through the weekend. Another nice day today, lots of sunshine and breezy with a high of 62. Clear tonight, chilly again and 37. 
Mostly sunny through the weekend with a high of 65 both days. And our next chance of rain arrives late Sunday night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 38 minutes past the hour. Hope your morning is off to a great beginning. Thank you for waking up early in the morning and thank you for choosing WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. All right, so the expression is tried and true. Maybe it's even at times a little worn out, but elections have consequences. That's been a philosophy, uh, operating philosophy, this program for 31 years. We know it because we chronicle what happens when, when, for example, you get Senator Vince Palestina and look at the results. He's been fantastic. Had that gone wrong, I can promise you it would have been disastrous. We get Joe Biden and it is not a coincidence that we go from 1% inflation to what I believe is double digit inflation. Every single American is forced to pay at least $6,000 more a year. And there are many, many people, you know, look, if, if you've got money and you just hate that you have to spend more of your money, but you don't have the stress of not having the money or having to choose between All right, well, I'll get a quarter of a tank of gas or a half a tank of gas, and I'll turn the the thermostat down. And look, people are still – I think it was Andy Cortman that wrote me about two days ago. I I still have the heater on, and and, it's almost May. I mean, this is very unusual, and that's why you don't hear the term global warming anymore. They got got smart. We look really stupid. We get snowed out of our global warming – symposium conference uh every year i got it we'll call it climate change and if it's hot it's climate change if it's cold it's climate change they think they think they're smarter than you what they don't realize is they're dumb and they only think that they're smart and you're a lot smarter than they are so under the heading elections have consequences joe biden has nominated for an important judgeship. We're talking about the entire United States District of New York, the Eastern District of New York, and a very radical, radical nominee by the name of Nasra Jahan Chowdhury. Leave that to your train broadcasting specialist. This individual, on her record, actually said, quote, cops kill unarmed black men in America every single day, quote, end quote. She does not deny making the comment because she can't deny it. It's well documented. She doesn't apologize for it. And I just refuse to believe that she could possibly be confirmed. But if the Democrats stick together and they get all 50, 48 in the two independents, 
Harris will surely break the tie. And you will have somebody sitting in a very consequential position who said that cops kill unarmed black men in America every single day. That That is a disgusting, disgraceful comment to make. And it's disqualifying. John Kennedy of Louisiana, who I just think is fantastic. I, th- I think he's so good. Let's see. Let me go to my favorite quotes about this. He's growing her a bit about making the comment and talking about, you know, saying something as an advocate or whatever and trying to excuse it away and this kind of thing with what do you believe? Do you personally believe that cops are killing unarmed black men every single day in America? She says, Senator, I believe law enforcement have an important and challenging job in this country. Senator Kennedy said, that's not what you said, though. Then she said, Senator, I say before you here today that I do believe law enforcement have a difficult and challenging job. And I also understand the difference between and he interrupts her and says, this is now Senator Kennedy. I just think that's an extraordinary statement to make with no data to back it up. None whatsoever. There's no basis for you saying that. And you knew it then and you know it now. How could one possibly believe that you're going to be unbiased on the federal bench? Your record, quote, alone shows that you believe cops are guilty until proven innocent. Your record shows that if a cop, if a cop shoots a criminal, it's the cop's fault. And if a criminal shoots a cop, it's the gun's fault. Tell me that's not, that's why I'm telling you I love this guy. You tell me that is not spot on. Quote, your record shows that if a cop, and he repeats it, if a cop shoots a criminal, it's the cop's fault. And if a criminal shoots a cop, it's the gun's fault. I've read your record. I've read your record. And I don't appreciate you not answering the question straight up. I would respect you a lot more if you would just tell us what you believe and not try to hide it. Because that's what these radicals do. They they get told, listen, all you got to do is suck it up and... And just take it for one hearing and then you'll be on the bench for life. Just take it and and deflect and don't don't let your true position be known. I promise you this is what's happening. We need at least one Democrat. And I'm going to make a pocket Kreskin prediction. I think there'll be enough pressure brought to bear you have the largest police union in America, which um, uh, is the law enforcement fraternal organization that has come out big time for rejecting this federal judicial nominee. I think we'll get in the environment that we're in and with the election and one third of the Senate up for election this November 8th, I believe at least one Democrat. I think it'll be a few at least one Democrat will make it clear they're not supporting this. And then you will see either the nomination will be taken back or the nominee will 
just take it on the chin and just say they're not going forward and then they'll put it on the nominee. Either way, I don't care. Uh, but this individual chowdery is unacceptable to be a judge at this level. It would be a danger to the republic. So when we say elections have consequences, this is the kind of nominee that you get. This is a presidential decision to nominate someone that said that cops kill unarmed black men in America every single day when that is a bald-faced lie. Elections have consequences. This is Hurley in the Morning, and you're listening to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. Open forum coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Can't wait. Senator Michael Testa in the 8 o'clock hour. Ditto. Can't wait. And Anthony Cananoso, the owner, president, and chief executive officer. And we're going to take a visit to Steel Pier today in the 9 o'clock hour. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It's eight minutes before the top of the hour. Uh, Not only do we have an incompetent administration, we have a very vicious one. Paul Manafort, who we've gotten to know a little bit, we visited with him, I guess it was, what, about a month ago? Time is flying so fast, maybe six weeks I could check my day timer, but we had him on not too long ago and made a nice connection. And, and uh, I have his private number and he told me to to use it. And we're going to visit with him. I'm going to actually bring him on and perhaps even talk about this. The Department of Justice is suing Manafort for three million dollars. You do understand how many filthy, dirty Democrats there are out there. They don't get charged with anything. Nobody goes after them. You've got this one Democrat right now. I forget his name. He was convicted. I mean, I think it was three, four years ago, convicted, still not in jail. They just they get away with everything. So they're coming after Manafort for just under three million dollars, two million nine hundred seventy six thousand three hundred and fifty dollars and fifteen cents. Quote. The United States of America brings this action to collect outstanding civil penalties assessed against defendant Paul J. Manafort for his willful failure to timely report his financial interest in foreign bank accounts. Now, this is the Justice Department in a filing in the U.S. District Court in West, West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, this is hilarious, isn't it? What do you think Hunter Biden's going to get billed three million dollars? You think that's coming anytime soon? He he got some loan that nobody will even explain who would who would give Hunter Biden a million dollar loan. But he got it and he paid some back taxes off. But is he getting penalties? Uh, Is the United States of America bringing action to collect outstanding civil penalties assessed against defendant Hunter Biden? No, I don't think so. They're vicious. I can't. I swear, I can't. I just cannot wait till they're gone. The the American people will course correct at the earliest possible time, which is the midterm election. Then they will course correct again. All right. I promised I was going to get 
to Kofefi. And I'm going to do it, darn it. I'm going to do it. And then it's wide open for him in the 7 o'clock hour, the entire hour. We do have a special announcement at 7.30, but that will only take one minute or less. And uh, then we have Senator Testa, and then we have the owner and the president of Steel Pier. And then I will send you on to your weekend and your live and local Saturday lineup with Tom P. at 5, John DeMassey at 9, 9 to 12, Carmen Murata, Tony Mark Presents at 12 noon. Tony Mart was on my mind because I did a double header last Saturday and then Sunday morning when I woke up early, I watched uh, Eddie and the Cruisers part two. And I love it when they arrive and they say, hey, tell Tony, Eddie and the Cruisers are here. Oh, I just I just love it. All right. So President Trump has returned to Truth Social. Listen, I have to tell you, I don't know about you. But I signed up as early as you could possibly sign up. And I got a note back that I was number 287,000, and I forget how many hundreds, 457 or something close to that, on the wait list. Well, last week, I finally got my full-fledged invitation. So I am on uh, Truth Social. Easy to find Harry Hurley. I haven't used it yet. But I intend to. But it took me a long time just to get on. And I have to say, I I agree. I don't want Elon Musk and President Trump fighting because I think they can be tremendous allies. So I don't want them to fight. And there's a little bit going back and forth uh, chatter. But Elon Musk did say, truth social, bad name. He said it should be called Trumpet. I don't know if you heard this, but I totally agree. Now, he can't do it now because he'd be taking Elon Musk's Musk's, um, musket, Elon Musk's suggestion, but trumpet would be great. You turn it into an action verb. You got to admit, it's fantastic. Trumpet. It's perfect. So you don't tweet, you trumpet. Oh, so good. I, I, I'll i tell you what. I would just take it and if somebody's, oh, yeah, you're so original, you know, I'd just take it. Just like you own Kofefi. Take trumpet and run with it. I just have to be honest. Truth social, like I sometimes slip and say Trump social, it's it's not good. The name is not good. It's it's like the movie with Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Facebook. And I forget the guy's name, but the, the guy that got like 1% of the company or whatever it was, uh, and is he, he was the founder of Napster, I think, played by um, Justin Timberlake brilliantly. Justin Timberlake is a phenomenal, phenomenal performer on stage. And uh, my children saw him at Mohegan Sun. And it was, according to them, one of the best concerts ever that they've ever seen. He's really, really good. And he's a really great actor. So he tells Zuckerberg, played by Eisenberg, he tells him as he's walking away, he said, 
no the, just Facebook. Because Zuckerberg was calling it the Facebook. Terrible. He's told, take the the off. Just Facebook. True social? Uh Uh-uh. Not good. Trumpet? Fantastic. Doesn't matter who came up with it. It's great. And you, I mean, a Trump has always been phenomenal at taking full advantage of his name. It's like me. I mean, having the name Hurley, and my father named this program uh, years before he passed away. And this program didn't start for a decade after he passed away. How could I not? Harry, Harry mornings. I mean, Hurley in the morning. Come on. Trumpet. But uh, President Trump wrote, quote, I'm back. Hashtag Kofefi. That is a fantastic return to your social media platform. Open forum 609-407-1450 begins right now, early in the morning style. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back at six minutes past the hour with one of the best features of the Hurley in the Morning program over the past 31 years, and that is Open Forum. You get to play 609-407-1415 open phone line. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. You're on the air. Good morning, my little buddy. I have four talking points. Can I go through them real quick? Time is yours. Go. Uh, when Mr. Manafort was in the federal lockup, uh, of, of a famous local uh, Ocean City boardwalk pizza restaurant owner was there with him. And this guy's a very nice guy, but he gets himself into some hot water. He's a very nice man. He would look out for Mr. Manafort and wouldn't let anybody walk up to him or bother him or ask him questions or if they had papers. By by the way, it's interesting because if you didn't have this knowledge, I I would almost um, push back because uh, in, in getting to know Paul a bit, he was in solitary confinement, so I didn't think anybody was around him. Well, uh, this other guy might have been near him, and okay. Blah, no, no, blah, I'm blah. not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to throw a monkey wrench into your um, into your presentation, but I'm pretty sure Manafort was in solitary. That was part of the cruelty. He was allowed out one hour a day. Anyhow, what else you got? And then, and then, if if my president, the Donald, gave him. Uh, pardon him, then there shouldn't be any anything going on from the Justice Department because he was pardoned. I, I agree with that completely. I totally agree with that. That's why I said how vicious this, this band of animals are. Okay, that's the first point. Second point, uh, Ted the Beard Cruz. He had a chance to eviscerate the uh, Supreme Court uh, nominee, and here's what I would have said. I would have asked her, what are your feelings about the Second Amendment? Isn't it true that once you leave this hearing 
And, and if you are confirmed, isn't it true that you will never have to answer another question from anybody the rest of your life? You're in an ivory tower. Do you think the Supreme Court is fair? Isn't it true that you secretly vote amongst yourself if you'll hear a case? Do you think the whole system is unfair? He had a chance to, to unlock the Supreme Court. And he was good, but he wasn't as good as I would have been. Well, the problem is they they pretty much understood the votes were there. It was going to happen. They didn't want to get accused of being racist because that was already starting because you're not ever allowed to ask any questions. You just automatically if you're not a racist, you're a misogynist and wherever possible, you're both. Uh, they didn't want to get accused of the Kavanaugh type treatment. So she she got a couple of tough questions. But compared to what uh, Kavanaugh, Barrett, Gorsuch Alito at all what they went through nothing she the newest nominee went through nothing compared to what Republican nominees go through number three yep Canadian border immigrant Canadian border immigration when you get there because I'm watching YouTube videos it's, it's a show but they're real Canadian border immigration officers not like here. When you get there, if they don't like you, either one, they send you back immediately, or two, they stamp on your passport and put you into the, into the computer. If you don't show back up at the border within two weeks, there's a warrant for your arrest. I like that. They don't do that in America. Canada has it. I mean, they're mean and, and they're unconstitutional, but they have you locked up. You don't show back where you belong. Well, Mark, that's what I was saying earlier. There's no country in the world that does what we do that purposely leaves the border open to let human traffickers, drug traffickers, uh, MS-13 gang members, so on and so forth, and anybody else that wants to just come walk through and give them cell phones and give them all this other assistance. Nobody does this, but we know what it is. And the American people have been polled on this question and have responded uh, accordingly. This is the Biden doctrine. This is their plan for their Democrat majority, permanent Democrat majority. And and but it's great because if, if the lady doesn't like you, it was a lady in the show. If she didn't like you and she knew you were full baloney, she would let you in. But she had you in the computer that you would eventually get a warrant against you, which would eventually sometime in your life have you pick up and send, send back. Yeah, they, they, I got it. I got it. And what's the fourth thing? Number four, my brain was leaking. I had brain surgery three weeks ago. I don't recommend it. I have seven holes drilled into my head. Oh. Not, it wasn't fun. You sound, you sound, I mean, it's undetectable. How you feeling? I lost. I lost some of my memory, though. Oh. I know. I know what I want to remember, but I can't remember it. I, I can see the person's face. I can see everything, but I can't come up with the name. Did they say it's going to come back, or is that just gone? I don't know that. I, I don't know that. But I love you, brother. I'm. I'm glad you're still around. I've known you now for probably 25 years, and and you know you you do good work. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Thank you. The Uncommon Man. Speaking the truth. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Harry, this is Keith from Northfield. Keith, how are you? Good. We're in for the golf tournament. Me and Mr. Callahan, he is going to sponsor a hole this year. Oh, fantastic. Hold on. Let me write that down on my list. 
I'll add that. Okay, well, spots are limited, I'm sure. Well, I can tell you they are. We have already, I don't want to say without trying because we do work hard, but we already have 28 foursomes and we're cutting it off at 31. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a sellout. Okay, well, I just wanted to get in and make sure I'm in. Oh, you're in. You are all in. All right, and, hey, Harry, I don't know what to do with all these conservative lawyers not standing up for January 6th people. It's unbelievable. Well, I think I think what it is, see, see if I'll take a crack at that, because a lot of people say that, oh, you know, why do they, you know, get just hung out to dry like this? And some of them have been in jail almost, what, a year and a half, uh, and they have no rights. I mean, they, they, they're they're kinder to, to terrorists in this country. They, this administration decided to drop the hammer on anybody, even people that had nothing to do with it. They've grabbed and ruined their lives. So a lot of the mainstream attorneys that want to be able to do work don't want to get tagged with ha- with having anything to do with the people that have been disproportionately made examples of. So they further are isolated and it's got to be just horrific. Can you imagine being in jail for a year and a half for a protest when you watched America burn for a whole year and they kept letting these bad people go so they could go burn more things? It's so disproportionate to reality that it is it is disgusting. Oh, it's like a foreign country. Worse. Yeah, worse than. So anyway, Harry, I just wanted to get my two cents in. Good to talk to you, Keith. Have a good weekend. You too, my friend. Be well. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. When we come back, you will join the program. It's 15 minutes past the hour. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. And for the first time uh, this hour, we have open phone lines at 609 Four zero seven fourteen fifty. Check in, Senator Testa at eight. Anthony Catanoso, the owner, President, CEO, Steel Pier at nine. I am Harry. Here is Sean. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Is he mentally strong enough for this job? There's a reason he averages less than one public event a day. He's not mentally fit for the job. I said it. There you go. He's not. It's so obvious to anybody that watches this guy. He's a walking disaster. And I really, I I, I doubt he knows, you know, what day of the week it is. And I will tell you, there are all these people around him, the enablers, the ones that really know how bad this is because they're working so hard to limit public appearances by joe biden and they wouldn't be working so hard if they didn't see exactly what we see and most of the the american people now see the sean hannity show from coast to coast later today finding great candidates to hire can be like well trying to find a needle in a haystack but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. 
That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Sometimes one thing leads to another thing. A look leads to a touch. A touch turns into a caress. And then all of a sudden, it's on. And when the moment arises, you need to make sure you're ready. Roman ready. With Roman, you can take care of ED discreetly. Consult with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional today at GetRoman.com slash Liberty to learn if a prescription is right for you. Visit GetRoman.com slash Liberty today to learn about offers and treatments. Be ready. Roman ready. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 14.50 a.m. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Great one. 20 minutes past the hour. 609-407-1450. Your phone calls all this hour long. Senator Michael Testa, one of the greats in the 8 o'clock hour. Anthony Catanoso, owner, president, chief executive officer of Steel Pier. In today's 9 o'clock hour, we'll find out what's happening uh, on the boardwalk in Atlantic City and specifically at Steel Pier. A great Friday in store for you. And uh, let's make it count. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Quite well, thank you. Yeah, good for the Sixers, but that's not why I called. Okay. Uh, I tried to get in with you yesterday. You there? I'm here, yeah. Yeah, um, I tried to get in with you yesterday. You made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, When you were talking about not liking to take pills and your allergies and things of that nature, and... I, too, I hate taking pills unless I absolutely have to. But I remember one day, eh, 35 years ago probably now, Yeah. Um, when we worked for Mr. Trump, you called me into your office one day. I forget what was going on, something in the hotel that you wanted me to look at. And I, I came to your office, and I looked at you, and I said, Harry, and you never do, but I said, Harry, you look like crap. Oh, thanks. Your allergies were raging, okay? Now, keep in mind, I believe, let me think of the year. Yeah, I'm sure of it. I lived in Ventnor then, Matt, and my allergies are now probably, I don't know, a uh, hundredfold times infinity worse than they were then. So you can testify and it, I know when it would have been, it would have been during the spring because I don't get them really any other time of the year. And for, while that tree pollen is uh, is popping out there, I, I just get absolutely crushed. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, because I remember you said it to me, you said, hey, because I was ribbing you a little bit. I was busting on you a little bit. And you said, hey, let me tell you something, Matt. You can develop them later in life. And son of a bee, didn't I develop them? Okay? And now I'm up here in New Hampshire around gigantic trees, oh. and I am suffering. Are you spending a lot of time outside, or are you staying inside? Well, I can't be a total house cat. i got to go in and out and in and yeah. out, you know? And but that's, and, uh, and that's it, where you it, get it. The moment you get exposed to it, you inhale it. I mean, I actually thought a couple times maybe putting a face mask on, but that's not enough to keep the pollen out i mean you 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 can still smell when you want that's the thing about this whole thing with the masks you can still smell everything so if you can smell everything that's out there then the face mask i i guess it's blocking some particulative matter of something but not enough to uh to probably make it even worth wearing it but i i thought actually of putting a face mask on with sunglasses because where it gets gets in your eyes gets in your mouth 
you inhale it, uh, and then it just uh, you gotta. The key is staying ahead of the histamine. So I'm not going to get into my regimen, but I've I, and I don't want to jinx myself because it's even going to get worse over the next several weeks. The next four weeks in particular are my worst. May, I just if I could make May go away every year, I would. It's my absolute worst month. Uh, April's no picnic. For me, it starts around March 1st. It roars in starting April 1st. And then May is horrendous. And then it finally starts to wean off. And fortunately, really the first time I spend any lengthy amount of time outside is at our golf tournament, which has always been the third week of June this year, the fourth week of June. So, yeah, these allergies are they're tough. So when did you develop allergies? Right, not too soon after you said that to me. You, you put. <laughs> well, that hey, listen, that is what happens. I do remember though when we stayed at a friend of my fa- of my mom and dad's in Egg Harbor Township, which seemed like when we were Ventnor kids, that seemed like like the country, and that we were going so far away. And, and now I live in EHD, but I spent a night in like an outdoor. Um, I don't know what to call it, screened in area. And it was so cool. But when I woke up, oh, my gosh. So I was allergic to it then, too, but nothing like what happened later on. But I'll tell you, though, and I don't know how I did it. For four years, though, I was out in that pollen every day, basically seven days a week for many, many hours when my daughter ran track. And... She ran cross country as well, an indoor track, but the the um, the track season would be when the tree pollen would be. So I I I do remember though, really getting crushed with the allergies and and then several times having laryngitis because of it. But um, don't wish that on anyone, Matt. Just t- stay ahead of the histamine. That's all I can tell you. And uh, one one word I will say, Flonase. I got to go, Matt. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, good morning. And, and I'm, uh, I, Matt, I, I feel for you, buddy. Um, but anyway, Harry, great show. Well, thank when you. When you're on uh, Brian Kill Me, I, I got to tell you, you are killing it. Oh, thank you. And and I got I want to talk a little bit because you know you said that we shouldn't talk about that we should move on about the election, but the, the Nash uh, is moving on. As a matter of fact, he made a whole movie about that. Yes, am I correct? Yeah, but he approached it. And, he didn't approach uh, it at the stupid uh, get mad at the machines and this. He got to the heart of what happened: the ballot harvesting and the things that I think are provable. Very good. I'm glad you just said that. So let's touch. Boom. We so we know that, you know, Harry, I think that maybe we could have a movie that you could have him over and uh, what a night it could be. Well, uh, I've talked I've talked about it with a few people that that is not out of the realm of possibility. I don't know if you remember, there was a filmmaker by the name of David Bossy and I partnered with Debbie Frank. And we had a a premiere showing of his movie, and it was a fantastic night. He had his books. People could buy the book, and we watched the movie together. 
I would love to do something like that. I, I'm, as you know, I'm kind of busy, but uh, I, I'm looking into that. Thank you. Thank you. So with that being said, um, that's an amazing thing. With that being said, I want to touch with uh, our Congressman Gates. And uh, that is a is a green or something like that. A congresswoman. Yeah. Green is it? Yeah. Taylor Green. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Margie Green. Thank yeah. you. OK. For those people that uh, you need to watch, they had a press conference last night about the supposedly insurrection. And the person that you want to watch and listen to is Mr. Epps. In several locations, pushing people to go into the Capitol. What they have said, I have to say, I mean, Congressman Gates came out and virtually said that our government is corrupt. You need to watch that because what he points out, and he doesn't talk, he shows video. Harry, there's video there that people need to see how unsuspecting people were corralled. And, and that's why you never go with a group of people like that when because you never know what's yeah, going here, on. Here's the thing, Craig, and I have to go because I, I am doing something right at 730 that has to be at 730. But in short, I'm more concerned about fixing it that it doesn't happen this time than I am about being obsessed that that's hurting President Trump right now. I'm telling you, he would be so far ahead in the polls. Instead, he's leading Biden by like four points. But if you're leading four points nationally, you're going to have an electoral landslide. So it's it's good enough. But we got to get off of the last thing and worry about fixing the next thing. I, I, it's so frustrating to me to know where energy should be spent and to see too much energy being spent like this January 6th stuff. Is so stupid, this committee. They're doing eight public hearings. They've announced this, and they just won't stop. None of that's productive, and it's not going to benefit them. They like it, but it's not going to benefit them. But, Craig, I've got to go. We'll reconvene, and we're coming right back to your calls in just a moment. Let me take this opportunity to send out a very special shout-out. Janet Sadowski, we hereby... I, as mayor of the morning, officially declare it Janet Zadowski Day on the Hurley in the Morning program. I don't think I've ever done that in 31 years. There's never been anyone that has had this program be officially their day on the program. It is officially Janet Zadowski Day on the Hurley in the Morning program. And I know Janet is listening. And she has worked in her field since 1964. And today is her last day of work. I want to wish you a very happy retirement. And I know that your daughter, Kathy, has been celebrating your success all week long. Well-earned, well-deserved. And the last eight years, Janet has worked in the lab at Shore Medical Center. And we wish you a happy retirement. It is officially Janet Sadowski Day on the Hurley in the Morning program. Let it be so forevermore. We'll be back. Don't go away. 
This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. At 31 minutes past the hour, I am Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. There is a protest that for some reason only I am reporting about it. it the aggregators out there are leading with our story. Uh, 3 p.m. today, Gardner's Basin near Fishheads. There will be quite a turnout. And did the Atlantic City Board of Education members know who they were voting for? Check out that story. And also the Atlantic City Board of Education. It's it's kind of linked. They brought back their former super. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. We have a couple of days of really nice weather ahead of us, and then it's not until the very end of the weekend that we'll see our next chance of showers. Lots of sunshine again today, still breezy, with a high of 62, back down to 37 tonight with clear skies. Sunny tomorrow and 65, and a mix of sun and clouds on Sunday, high again 65, and then a chance of showers late Sunday night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are, download our free mobile app, today early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app pg talk radio 95.5 south jersey's number one talk station all because of you and we know it and uh to all the liberals out there keep buying tesla cars and if it's not a tesla make sure it's an electric car because elon musk is counting on you so that he can buy twitter you gotta love it don't you what do you call that? Is that I guess the best way to, to refer to something like that is delicious irony. They're so happy with themselves. I got my Tesla. I have my I have my electric car. Look at me. Well, thank you. And Elon especially thanks you. Because for some reason, the liberals don't like free speech very much. It's really upsetting to them. That Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter because he thinks everybody deserves a fair shake. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great country where there is still some of that, I don't know, entrepreneurial just um, philosophy, the, the belief that just because you don't like what I have to say in America, you shouldn't have the right to shut me down. Like all during that election, all of us should have been able to say, we think Hunter Biden sucks ass. We should be able to say that. We should be able to write that. We should be able to say, hey, Joe, what kind of parent are you? You're going to you're going to tell you're going to tell us in your speeches that teachers, the children belong to the teachers. You're going to tell us. Who who's who the kids belong to? Quite an example, huh? You ever notice the worst examples? I don't know. I, I might go to a parent that has a bunch of children that all turned out great. Now, keep in mind, I understand you could be a great parent and just your child can just go off in a bad in a bad direction. Uh, I, I thank my blessings, count my blessings every day uh, that we were three for three. We, we have three amazing children that are productive, that are just outstanding and give me just incredible just hope for the uh, for the future. But I'm going to listen to Joe Biden. Talk about parenting. Give me a break. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. You're on the air. 
way, Harry, it's almost like you've been reading my, my feed because <laughs> you've got the things that I wanted to talk about. So think about, um, so well, let, let, first let's talk about um, Alejandro Mayorkas. So we've talked about this before. You've mentioned it many times. Uh, Lafrenti Beria, who was the head of Joseph Stalin's secret police yep. in, Rus- in Russia, and he said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. So, and basically, if the, if the person hadn't committed a crime, he would make one up and attach it to you and make everybody believe that you actually did commit that crime. Correct. So his, his, his goal, Beria, as the head of Stalin's secret police, was to silence and destroy all opposition, anybody who didn't accept the orthodoxy that was being put out there. Right. And for those who don't know, fast forward to 2022 and you have one of the most incompetent, awful. And, you know, incompetent is an overused word. And in this case, he's following the directive. He's doing exactly the job. He's, he'll, he'll, he'll wind up getting impeached. I really believe that. I don't know if it would happen before uh, the House switches, but he's going to get impeached is, is I think, in- inevitable. Uh, but he really is only doing what Joe Biden, what the directive is for him to do. But for him to make an announcement that he is forming a disinformation campaign, that that is like the Committee on Un-American Activities when they if they want to say you were hanging around with uh, communists and they ruin your acting career or your life. Uh, this is amazing. It, 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 and it's these are like drive bys in broad daylight. Absolutely. So, uh, well, about that, the, the, the party that was accusing others of being communists is now full of communists. And, and Alejandro Mayorkas is to Joe Biden what Beria was to Stalin. His job is now to silence and get rid of opposition. It's called the Disinformation Governance Board. They're going to decide what is disinformation. And in the dictionary of Washingtonese, the word truth is defined as disinformation. And by the way, this would be just like what they did to win the 2020 election when they shut down anybody. You know how many times Joe Biden has been able to say everybody has investigated that and there's nothing there. He got to float all the lies that the liars who lie about lying were telling, and he got to use that as his cover. Now the disinformation campaign, truth tellers are going to get lumped into some disinformation uh, label, crushed, killed, destroyed, uh, probably sued. You'll get the Paul Manafort treatment, and we can't get these people out of here quick enough, Andy. No. Well, and I and I want to get – and I. And I, I want to get to the, the kids now, what Biden said, but quickly about this. Um, remember, Biden's saying that the economy is, is expanding greatly. And, and, and uh, Mallorca is saying that our border has never been more secure when you know this is demonstrably false. Well, it's, and, it, and it's, so, it's so absurd that it's 180 degrees. It's, it's, it's diametrically opposite. Uh, the exact quote of the president, and I wrote it down, because it's just fantastical. 
yesterday, the president, knowing that the economy shrank by 1.4 percent in the first quarter, which which the experts did not expect. They expected actually growth. So if we have one more quarter, either fractional or whatever it is, anything that's uh, in the negative and we are officially in a recession, it'll be the Putin recession. But we'll know uh, in our heart of hearts and, and, and in truth that it will be the Biden recession, Bidenomics uh, is is spectacularly uh, abject failure. But Biden said we are experiencing enormous growth. This is this is when we shrank by one point four percent. And yes, Mayorkas said the border we have we have excellent policies in effect that are working and the border has never been more secure. This is outrageous that these people say these things. Okay, so it's it's like the guy in in was it uh, Iraq that was saying that there was no nothing going on there, and the, meanwhile you see the planes behind Comical Ali, that guy. Yeah, 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 or Baghdad Bob. There is no American presence in Baghdad, and you had our Apache helicopters and planes zoom right by right by Baghdad Bob, and he would say it again. There is no American presence in Iraq, Andy. I'm going to give you a good one. Please, I don't know if you use Bing or whatever search engine you use. Notice I don't I don't say Google. Google, like most people, just use that like Band-Aid instead of plastic strip. You just say Band-Aid even if it's Curad. So go to a search engine on John Lovitz and remember the skit that they used to do where, yeah, that's the truth. That's That's the truth. Do you remember that skit that they used to do? That's honestly, Harry. Look, yeah, I, I, I was not a watcher of Saturday Night. I, well, check it out. Check it out. It's hysterical. They would lie all throughout the skit and say, yeah, that's the truth. Uh, this is the Biden administration. And I always remind everyone, Biden said it a thousand times. If he didn't say it 10,000 times, I will always tell you the truth. He got away with lying about the guy who did tell the truth and calling him a liar. And the true liar said, I will always tell you the truth. When have they told us the truth about anything? I know. It's unbelievable. Can I talk about the kids, Harry? Yeah, we got one minute, Andy, and I've got to get the final break in. For those who don't know, President Biden said yesterday that the teachers, your kids belong to the teachers. Not to you. Go ahead. Yes. He said, they're all of our children. They're not somebody else's children. They're like your children when they're in the classroom. Okay. We remember what Terry McAuliffe said. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Let's go back to 2012 when Melissa Harris Perry of MSNBC cut a promo that was running on that network. We've never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had a kind of private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to the whole community. Remember her use of the word collective there, Harry. Right, because they don't they want to take the decision making, the authority from the parents. So if you take you change the whole English language to take away children from their parents, then you can do anything. You you can 
teach them these crazy things at age five or, or have them go through some procedure and you find out about it later. They, they don't have to tell you. But my God, if your child went into school with an aspirin, they'd be suspended for six months. It's so twisted. It's so bad. Andy, I know I know we could go on and on, but I've got to go. It's 49 minutes past the hour. We'll talk again soon. And uh, my fabulous son-in-law, John, just bailed me out. You can tell that was just an extemporaneous comment because I, I, I didn't show prep that Lovitz comment, obviously, because I said, yeah, that's the truth. No, it actually goes, that's the ticket. You got to look it up. I know there are a slew of people that remember the skit. Yeah, that's the ticket. And it, it just is hilarious. That's this administration. Joe Biden is that. Joe Biden is Izzy Mandelbaum. Please go look that up. Lloyd Bridges playing Izzy Mandelbaum is just over the moon. Uh, and Biden's worse than Izzy Mandelbaum. It, it's it's beyond belief. He was saying something yesterday and he was trying to say something like plutocracy. Uh, he just was just absolutely, I don't know, just paralyzed. And, and just another one of those classic Joe Biden moments of just complete, utter incoherence. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. You will be next when we come back. You'll be right after that. Don't either of you bail out. We've got plenty of time to get you both on in just a little bit. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. I've never had a Twitter account, but if the liberals are freaking out like this, I really want one now. Oh, I guarantee you. I really want one now. people that are dying for you to get a Twitter account. I mean, it may be I, dangerous, but I, I, th- I feel like I'm, I'm ready now. I'm yes. against it for your oh, health, okay. Scott. Uh, right. Twitter is one of those things that it's easier to get sucked into than Facebook. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. I'm taking the fifth. No, no, I'm taking all five of them. Yeah, that's it, ticket. <laughs> Tommy Flanagan, thank you. Yeah, that's Tommy Flanagan. It's actually, uh, it looks eerily similar to Flanagan, but uh, they pronounce it Flanagan. John Lovitz. Yeah, that's the ticket. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, it's not Tommy Flanagan, but it's Tommy Foley. Yeah. (laughs) But I have to tell you, Harry, this is, uh, I don't know what the heck is going on in the ACFD, but uh, I just found out this morning that they not only closed India, uh, they had closed the fire station totally at uh, Annapolis and Atlantic Avenue, which is right across the street from my house. They have engine six out of service. They have engine four out of service, which is California and Atlantic. Now, think about that. The closest fire engine is now a Ventnor, what, 1960 uh, fire engine that's sitting over in Chelsea Heights. That's the closest one we have. They just had a major uh, fire the other day, and now you also have engine seven out of service. So you have five, three engines. What are they going to do? Throw cups of water on on the thing? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's been years now. What the heck is the state of New Jersey and the chief doing? I mean, I just don't understand it. 
Uh, how do they let this thing get out of control? What is it going to take a loss of human life in our city to, to get this straightened out and, and keep the manpower up to where it's supposed to be on on the shifts? I, I just don't get it, and it's it, it's something I'm really very disappointed in uh, in Chief Evans about this because, and I don't know if it's him. It's probably uh, you know our our brilliant administrators that are running the city. And uh, the state uh, over oversight—it's just destroying this town and and really jeopardizing lives. And and, and at this crucial time, I mean, it, you know, it's unbelievable. It, it's just it, take a tragedy like that happening, man. It would destroy the industry. I I hate to say it, but I think you're right about the the the, um, the quick comment you made about what is it going to take. Uh, this seems to be acceptable. Look at how they've cut the level of the personnel down, and now you have all this issue with apparatus and, and the fire station that you mentioned in Annapolis Avenue. Uh, it, it will probably take an absolute tragedy for enough people to put enough pressure to stop this. I, I, and listen, I, you know me. If I thought that Chief Evans was the root cause, I, I'm, I'm calling out Marty Small every day. I'm, I'm afraid of no one. Uh, I'm Tom Hurley's son. But I don't think it's Chief Evans. I mean, he I, I think we could even produce that he has requested the apparatus. Uh, he, he I know he's doing his job. This is above him. Yeah, Harry. And, and you know, as your father used to say, this is a real butte. And yeah. It's going to take oh. these buttes that destroyed his city. And, uh, you know, this his mayor is out. He hires any, all these guys, a cannabis uh, person and and who knows what. And a school board. You do. Think- you do have to admit, our, we're only thirty seconds. I, I regret from from a hard break. Senator Testa, right after the break, uh, we have Anthony Cananoso after the senator. The priorities right now are so backwards; it's ridiculous. So we got legal weed, but we have a very undermanned and poorly equipped Atlantic City Fire Department. What sense does that make? Absolutely none, Harry. And the risk in lives, and God forbid, if something tragic happens. I mean, these high rises right now are unprotected, and, and not only that, the households are to, unprotected. To be continued. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Senator Mike from Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground. To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for spending this portion of your day here with us on the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you, and we know it. Monthly, and it is my privilege to present uh, not only a great friend, but a great legislator, a great senator from New Jersey. We visit on a monthly basis. Uh, he was away, uh, so we rescheduled to today. Typically, it's um, about a week ago by the calendar that we usually get together. Uh, but in any event, Joining us now on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline is the senator from the 1st Legislative District, Senator Michael Testa. Senator, welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. 
always great to be here, and thank you for accommodating my schedule. I was able to get away with my family for the first time in over three years, so it was it was really nice to have a, a family vacation. So, how did that feel? I mean, you you when something like that is just taken out of play year after year after year, that must have been just wonderful. And at the same time, probably it felt a little weird because you're so conditioned now to not do that, right? Absolutely. I mean, it was just great to be away with the kids. And I, I actually unplugged for quite a quite a number of days in a row, which I, I never get the chance to do. And, and like you, even though, you know, when you're on vacation, I know I text you and you text me and I sent out a, a few select texts. Obviously, you and I spoke because I had to, you know, cancel because that was an oversight on my part. But it was it was really good to unplug, spend some time with the family and decompress overall. But, you know, as you know, we've been back in it since the day that I got back and, and, and look, you know, whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's the Murphy administration, whether it's one of our acting commissioners, like the commissioner for the department of education yesterday, they keep giving us so much low hanging fruit, Harry, that I, I don't know how a, a person like yourself who is in the news decides what to report first, which idiocy to report first. I say sometimes, Senator, it's a really good point. I say sometimes there's so much that you have to really work to catalog it because the, the, the amount of content is it's inhuman. There's just so much going on and a lot of it, unfortunately, not good. Uh, give our listeners an update uh, of your fantastical, excellent adventure with the uh, education commissioner. Well, you know. There's been a lot of discussions, discussion lately about what is part of the new standards for sex education coming from the Department of Education or what is curriculum. And, and, and look, I, I've learned a lot since I've been in the legislature. I did not know that the, the, the necessarily what the difference between a, an educational standard and the curriculum are. A standard is essentially a mandate. And what, what was said by the acting commissioner yesterday is that all of these materials that are highly objectionable and hyper-sexualizing our children, she said that, you know, school boards have a lot of leeway, that we have a decentralized education system in New Jersey. I don't think anything could be further from the truth. And I asked her about this highly controversial sex education mandates and a claim by her department that it does not endorse instructional materials that despite the fact that her very department on their own website links to dozens of other websites and resources for districts to use, including some of the sexually explicit and age appropriate lesson plans recently reported to in the media, specifically by one of my colleagues, Senator Holly Shapizi, who's the one who really pulled back the veil on the curriculum proposed in Westfield, New Jersey. And she went directly to some of the links that were provided that, guess what? They appear on the New Jersey Department of Education website. And, and hey, by the way, just just so people understand um, who Senator Testa is talking about, I have witnessed her in action. She is impressive. Oh, 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 Senator Shapizi? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, look, she's been in the legislature a long time. Uh, she's an, a trained attorney. She's she's excellent. She absolutely is, is excellent. But, you know, I, I, as 
as impressive as Senator Shapizi is, is the polar opposite of what we saw yesterday. We saw something that it's either that the acting commissioner is wholly unaware of the materials that are on the Department of Education's website, or she was being intellectually disingenuous in stating that those materials are not there. Either answer, either explanation is not an acceptable explanation to the parents of the state of New Jersey. And, and look, I, I don't mean to try to shock the conscience of, of your listeners, Harry, but the materials that are provided there are explaining to an eight-year-old what the clitoris is. Oh boy! How does that make any sense whatsoever to teach to an eight-year-old? And look, I know that you fill in for Hannity at times, Harry, and he said it best the other night when I was watching him. Why aren't teachers focusing on reading writing and arithmetic and science and leaving these difficult issues, whether it's gender identity and other sexual education items that should, that we all typically learned in junior high school. Why are we teaching that to eight year olds? And Harry, this is the question as an attorney. And, and I know one of your greatest listeners and guests and guests that you have regularly on your show and John Zarek, would agree with me on this. Uh, and I ask this question, would these materials be okay if they were shown to your eight-year-old child by your neighbor? Well, that you know, that's what I say. I say if anybody did that in just daily life, you would be arrested, you would be charged, you would be convicted, and you would be a Megan's List sexual offender. Well... Right? Either you permeated me or we're so alike, Harry, that we, we think alike and typically we are, you know, same book, same page, same church, same pew, right? I yes. Mean, so this is exactly what I said yesterday. No, your neighbor would more than likely be questioned and ultimately charged with the Megan's Law offense. So if it's, if it's a problem for your neighbor to show your eight-year-old, why is it okay for an, you know, a so-called educator. Remember, they're not teachers anymore. We, you know, we always change the nomenclature. They're educators. Why is it okay for an educator to show your child that? Well, it shouldn't be. Uh, and, and there, there should be, and we'll talk about this after the break. I think that we should spend a little more time on this. If you're just joining the program, we're visiting with Senator Michael Testa and, uh, he's telling it like it is in a world that's trying to live it like it isn't. And we can't let radicals completely redo our country in in ways that i i promise you there are a handful of people that push these things the vast majority of americans know this should not be taught to five six seven and eight year olds there used to be just a sensibility of and i want to talk about this when we come back senator age appropriateness i talked about a lesson plan yesterday where the teacher decided to take kids and they were very young like in the same ballpark seven eight year olds i think it was and they made some of them better than others they made some of them almost like slaves and then they had other radical stuff showing dead bodies of children to little tiny children and then i i just asked the question why are they doing this and I come to the conclusion that it is indoctrination and they they decided 
they used to wait to indoctrinate. You'd raise your children, they'd go to college, and they come home after one semester, and the kids hate their parents. And and you're wondering what the hell happened. Uh, now they decide, no, 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 we can't, we can't wait that long. So they went down to high school. Then they went down to junior high school. Now, now it's five, six, seven, and eight year olds, and we have to put a stop to this. They did in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Terry McAwful took the anti-parent position that he did, and he got beat by Glenn Youngkin. I believe the midterm election is largely going to be about these parental type issues. And the president just put a real meatball uh, on the table when he said that the the kids aren't their parents anymore. Uh, They belong to the teachers. So unpack that when we come back, Senator. I know. I know I probably jazzed you up with this. We'll be back with Senator Michael Testa. I am. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With Senator Michael Testa, thank you for waking up early in the morning. Uh, We have uh, Anthony Catanoso joining us uh, right after the senator in today's nine o'clock hour. And we're going to talk all about Steel Pier, what's happening, what will be happening. I know there's a big event that's happening in June that we're going to be promoting with Anthony. So a lot to talk about uh, as we continue our morning together. Senator Michael Testa, in case you don't know, he has not been shy to comment about the age appropriateness of all this stuff that's coming our way. Uh, I think fortunately, Senator, parents in Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia and here in New Jersey, they have pushed back effectively so that governor murphy did say and i wrote a column about it recently a few weeks ago that he's relooking at all this stuff this curriculum that would include such inappropriate content for particular ages that they have this in mind for uh we can't rest until we stop this No, absolutely not. I mean, we're quite literally fighting for the innocence of our children. You know, this is this is something that parents should be actively involved in. It it also was exposed yesterday, and I don't want to let this go and I don't want to forget it, that the, you know, commissioner had the audacity to say, well, you know, we allow sufficient time for public comment on this as as if the as if the public knows to log on or appear at the state house in person to to come to a public comment session on proposed sexual education. You and I both know, Harry, if, if children are, are fortunate enough to have both parents in a nuclear family living under one roof, that both, more than likely in the state of New Jersey, both of those parents are working very, very hard because of the financial situations that exist in the state of New Jersey for families. Parents don't have time to attend the public comment section of of a proposed amendment to the sexual education in the state of New Jersey. You know, most people who are in the state of New Jersey are going to operate under the assumption that the Department of Education is going to protect their children, not potentially abuse their children. Am I wrong on this, Harry? Of course you're not wrong. You're absolutely right. What I always like to get to, and I, I'm, I, I take pride in this, I'm pretty good at connecting dots. I like to find out 
who patient zero is in any type of equation, because if you figure out the genesis of something, you, you, I think it largely um, assists in terms of remediation, correction, whatever. What would be what would be the gain of teaching first, second, and third graders gender identity and sex education? And as you talked, you you mentioned one specific female body part. Uh, mentioning these very graphic sexual things, what's what is the end game? What would be the reason to do that? And I I will default to the um, I'm going to call it the Testa Hurley doctrine because I did say it independent of you, and you said it independent of me. If you found out, and we'll just pick, you said your next door neighbor. If your next door neighbor took your first grader, second grader, or third grader. And started talking to them about penises, vaginas, and all kinds of stuff. How fast would any normal parent be calling the police to have that person locked up? Give me a break. Oh, absolutely. And guess what? The neighbor would be lucky if the first move was Harry Hurley calling the police. Yeah, I just wanted to keep the program legal. But I understand what you're saying. Right. Yes. That's why I said, you know, would be lucky. I'm not saying that you would do something Understood. like that. I'm saying the potential yeah. is there. Yes. So I, I, again, underscore what you said to the education commissioner, what we have maintained on this program. If it's not okay for somebody in a, in a beige um, trench coat wearing sunglasses and, and, a, and, a, and a hat uh, to, to go up to your kids and say these words, how can it be okay for teachers? It, it shouldn't be. I mean, there's, there, and quite frankly, you know, doesn't it pose the question then, or is the Department of Education in imposing these standards potentially subjecting teachers to liability? I would think, I, I, because I will tell you what, I, I'm, thank God, you don't know how thankful I am that mine are 39, 36, and 33. We got out alive. I, I have so much respect for the parents of today with young children. You have so much going against you it is it it, i I would be scared i I wouldn't be able to sleep i'd be so scared about what's going to be what's happening the next time that they're they're somewhere where it should be safe but it's not safe anymore and by the way feel free to use my example of the trench coat the sunglasses and the um the bucket hat anytime you want no no attribution required Harry, you know me. I always give credit where credit's due, so I will say it the first two times, and then I own it. Thank I'll you. give you credit the first. I appreciate two times. that. That's <laughs> fair. I'll sign that contract because I, I get plagiarized every day and don't get any credit. So to get it twice, I mean, this is an upgrade. <laughs> you and you and me both, my friend. I know. You and me both. I know. <laughs> We have two just, mi- we have two minutes before the bottom of the hour break. Send us to the bottom of the hour break with a comment, and then we'll come back strong right after that. Look, I think what we've seen this, why parents have woken up and they're they're upsetting the apple cart. President Biden had parents who were concerned parents for their children who were attending school board meetings. He labeled them domestic terrorists. Yes. So in Virginia and in New Jersey, we saw a group of people who were typically not necessarily politically minded or heavily involved at all who had a massive influence on this last election. And I think the momentum has only just begun, Harry. I think you're going to see a treasure trove 
of parents getting heavily involved at the school board level, at the city council level, at your county commissioner level, to really make sure that they are preserving the innocence of their children and being heavily involved in the education of their children. And there is nothing more American than American than that. There is nothing that even hints at being a domestic terrorist. Senator, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Uh, this portion of early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brought to us in part by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. And I strongly suggest because I know it was 35 degrees or whatever, 37 degrees, and we're still running heat. But you're going to need your air conditioning system very, very soon. And we've needed it uh, sporadically uh, over the past several weeks. We've used ours. I'm sure you've used yours, and it's just been going back and forth a little bit. But we're going to get to the, uh, the the cooling season, and you want to make sure that your system is ready to stand up for the summer season. And my friends at Ambient Comfort can do all of this. If you are not a client right now, there is such a, a compelling reason for you to, to just go on the website, ambientcomfortnj.com, and everything you need to do is right there. And ask them to come to your home like they did to our home about a month ago and inspect your systems. And they will tell you if you're ready to go. They'll clean the system. They'll tell you if you need to replace the air filter. Uh, If the system is on its last leg, here's what we can do. We can get you through this season. But this is something you're going to want to take a look at. And they do have great financing as well, which really can make it uh, doable if you don't have the money to take care of that all up front. They have great financing and can help you. Tell them I sent you early in the morning. Ask for the $59 special. That's for new clients. No matter who installed your system, $59 spring tune-up. Ambient Comfort at ambientcomfortnj.com. It's 30 minutes past the hour with Senator Michael Testa. I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you, and we know it. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley approaching 31 minutes past the hour. Three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. There's a protest today at 3 p.m., and folks are coming out, all kinds of different folks, members of Atlantic City Council, school board uh a new group that's formed uh the atlantic city independence committee to support fish heads and the awful decision made by marty small to shut them down and we've got a whole lot more on the app check it out from the town square new jersey info and weather network i'm chris coleman for chief meteorologist dan zarrow our average high temperature for this time of year is 68 and will be just under that mark today and through the weekend Another nice day today. Lots of sunshine and breezy with a high of 62. Clear tonight, chilly again in 37. Mostly sunny through the weekend with a high of 65 both days. And our next chance of rain arrives late Sunday night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back to the program. 37 minutes past the hour with Senator Michael Testa. I'm early in the morning. You have chosen 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and we thank you for that, and we thank you for making us South Jersey's number one talk station. Anthony Catanoso, the owner, president, and chief executive officer of Steel Pier, coming up in less than 30 minutes, and we're going to have end our broadcast week, but I can promise you uh, I already know of some major content that we will be publishing this weekend. And some of it is serious and some of it is just flat out fun. Uh, but check it out a couple of times, uh, at least uh, between now and Sunday. And we've got three items that we're going to share uh, and break on Sunday, already planning it for the first day of the month of May. Believe it or not, April is almost out of here. Let me ask you a question. Um, and and this kind of will bring national down to the state, down to the county, down to the local. There's such a disconnect right now. The president of the United States, after learning that the economy shrank by 1.4%, took to the microphone and the cameras before the American people and said, quote, we are experiencing, I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing him, quote, we are experiencing enormous growth. The Do you ever get, I mean, you're a lawyer, so you deal with everything from good people to liars, cheaters, all kinds of things. But are you ever shocked at the willingness to just blatantly lie? I know it used to be you don't use the word lie, like you you finessed it with intellectually dishonest or something like that. And I say that sometimes. Uh, But the, the ease in which they just flat Mayorkas saying yesterday that the border has never been more secure and it's because of our policies. I mean, if he if if lies made you burn up spontaneously, combust and go to Hades, he, he'd be in the hot place right now. They, do Are you ever surprised at the ease in which these people lie the way they do? Sadly, no. And. You know, it's sort of like the George Costanza line from from Seinfeld. You know, it's not a lie if you believe it. And, I, and I'm actually of the of the mindset now, Harry, that the left is so used to people swallowing the statements that they make as fact. And they told so many lies continuously and they're in their own echo chamber that they actually believe the nonsense that they spew that comes out of their mouths. So in other words, Mayorkas actually believes that the border has never – we see these numbers coming in. And as you know, with if Title 42, uh, if they get their way, fortunately uh, a, a judge has stepped in and they can't do anything for a few weeks at least. And, and hopefully there will just be enough opposition that, that they won't get away with doing it. But if they do – and Title 42, and we go from five, six, seven, eight thousand attempts at, at gaining entry into the country to somewhere in the neighborhood of 18,000, 20,000. I mean, do you really think he believes, Mayorkas believes that this is the, the best job that's ever been done on the border? He really, because I'd love to know that. He really believes that? Well, I mean, think about it. Look at, look at how the left, they, they get rewarded for poor performance all of the time. I mean, you could look at our United States Senator Cory Booker. Here, here, here he is supposed to be a champion of the inner city, the mayor of one of our largest inner cities. And they still have a water problem, a, a, an awful water problem akin to Flint, Michigan. Right. But you don't hear about that. 
You don't hear the media ever report on that. And everybody tells Cory Booker how great he is. And guess what? He believes it. So, you know, I think that these individuals, Harry, they believe their own hype. They're in their own echo chamber, patting each other on the back and telling each other how great they are and how great these utopian policies are that they that they really force upon the American people who are too tired, overworked, that they many refuse to fight. But guess what? We did see, and this gives me great hope, what we saw in Virginia and what we saw in New Jersey in many legislative districts. I wish we would have won the governor's seat. We should have won the governor's seat, in my opinion. But parents are waking up, and more and more people are saying, you know what? We're not buying this anymore. And I can tell you this from my own experience, Harry. You know, I, I don't need polls. We don't, and number one, how many of them are so corrupt and <laughs> ridiculous anyway? Yeah. But, you know, you know I, I have to mention Stockton University at least once when I'm on your show, yes, correct? You, know, you have to. You with, must. With, with John, with, with John, with John Frungen and his miserable job that he always did at, at, at that polling institute. But, you know, we don't need to have a poll to, to speak to the families that I represent, the families that Congressman Van Druso proudly represents, that many, many of the people that I've spoken to said 10 years ago, I was an ardent President Obama supporter and I can never, ever vote for a Democrat again. So people are waking up, Harry, and it gives me great faith not only in the state of New Jersey, but in the United States of America. Well, I couldn't agree more, Senator Testa, and that's not just as your friend. It's not just to be agreeable. It's true, and we see the results. There is one silver lining. I, I don't like the pain they put the American people through because so much of it is unnecessary. I mean, let's not forget, less than a year and a half ago, we had 1% inflation. Uh, we had the highest work participation rate, lowest unemployment, every demographic, every gender, Every possible category of American was enjoying the highest participation uh, in history. And we could go on and on and on. Uh, and now look at us. It's at least eight and a half percent inflation, which is by definition runaway inflation. But I, I believe they lie because they, they are liars who lie about lying, which is my I think I think I own that quote. Uh, and. I don't believe that it's eight and a half percent. I believe it's double digits, at least 10, maybe 12, and that they just lie. We we um, we paid about two dollars for a gallon of gasoline a year and a half ago. We now pay if you use regular, I think a minimum of like four dollars and 20 cents. If you use a premium blend, you're at about five dollars a gallon. That is an awful tax increase on the American people. So when one side does such a demonstrably, horrifically bad job and they insult you along the way as well by telling parents you're not really parents, they're not really your children, uh, you don't have any say in the classroom and all these crazy things. And, then, and we want to teach your kids about penises and vaginas, you know, at age five, six, seven and eight and all these nuts, uh, you know, alternative, just crazy stuff. The American people course correct when that happens so we will enjoy a fabulous wave election and then we have to to achieve once you get power then much will be expected and we'll have to produce so i want to talk about that in the final segment when we come back it's one thing that look the people's house is going to change i hereby guarantee it it is a mayor of the morning pocket kreskin guarantee 
I think the Senate will also change, but I will not guarantee that. And then what? Do, do Republicans then get crushed by the media and with Biden as president obstructing, but then they'll blame the Republicans? And then does 2024 not go as well? I want to talk a little bit about winning and what do you do when you win? And and I call it, make it making it repeatable so that you show the American people that your ideas are better and you've done it three times and you win again. But if you win because of a current mood or the atmosphere and then don't deliver, then the American people course correct again and they go back to the very same bums that broke it to begin with. So that's my narrative. And I want to get your take on it, Senator Testa, when we come back with Senator Michael Testa of New Jersey's first legislative district. I am early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Senator Testa, as you know, winning is fantastic and you can't you can't govern unless you win. But winning and then governing means that the electorate expects results what what is your take on how the right side can win and also um maintain authority so that the right policies can be put in place that take us because i i don't know that we're going to have a recession but we're we're already very close i mean we are now halfway there for those out there that don't know if you have two consecutive quarters of what they call negative growth. That's that's not quite a proper way to say it, but it's the way the media usually says it. But we will say with no growth below zero, we're at minus 1.4 right now for the first quarter. So if we have the second quarter turn out negative, we are then in a recession. So winning and then achieving results so that you maintain the control that you need in order to enact the types of policies that benefit citizen taxpayers. Your thoughts about that? Look, I think what has been proven in this last election cycle, Harry, is that Republicans need to run as Republicans. So you're talking about winning. I've said it many times on your program and other places that you don't beat vanilla with French vanilla. You beat it with chocolate. People are starving right now for leadership. You know, how many times have you seen the meme right now? You know, I I would sure trade these high gas prices and high grocery prices for a mean tweet. Yeah. You know, you've seen you've seen that. Yeah. Americans are starving for leadership. And what that means is, guess what? Even if you're doing a great job, and this is something that Governor Christie told me when I first ran in 2019, he said, Michael, you're going to win this race. But just understand this. Even if you're doing a great job and 60 percent of the people vote for you, That means 40% of the people hate you because we're very polarized. You know that. But guess what, Harry, each and every turn when people come to me and they say, hey, look, you know, we really love your policies there, Senator. But, we, you know, is there any way you can meet in the middle? And I ask them, where is the middle right now? Hmm. Because the middle to the radical leftists is far left of where JFK was. And I'm not willing to go there. 
and nor and nor should any Republican. This is true. So, JFK, I know you're going to agree with this, but if you, if you do or you don't comment, JFK could not win a Democratic primary today. Not, not even close. Not even close. Yeah, no he chance. Actually, he actually believed in America. And like Congressman Van Drew says, you know, how many people are apologizing on the left for being American right now? If you're going to win a Democratic primary, you have to apologize for for America's history. You have to apologize for American idealism. You have to apologize for America's economic system of capitalism that actually rewards hard work and innovation. Right. I mean, that's what's so sad right now. You know, and it's not only in our country, it's permeated to our state and it's permeated to our young people. How, you know, they believe that somehow you're magically able to make over six figures working a 35-hour-a-week work week. You know that's not possible. You know that. Yep. You work at the casino. But those executives work constantly. They're on property constantly. There's a, there's a reason. And guess what? They do very, very well for themselves. But you know why? They work really hard, yep. and they're ever-present. It's true. So, you know, I think when Republicans win, and they are going to win, I think you're going to see this similar to, to 1994 when Newt Gingrich had the con- – the contract with America, I truly believe you're going to see wins at that level and a sea change at that level. People are frustrated. They don't they, they they're not buying what Joe Biden is selling. They're not buying, you know, this radical leftist propaganda. As you said earlier in the show, and I always tell you this, Harry, to prove it to you that I actually l- listen to your show regularly. I don't always comment or send you a text to interrupt you. But think about it. You know, we watched cities burned during the summer of love and those people were peaceful protesters right that's what we were told i mean we're engaging in a level of orwellian newspeak coming from our leaders and our media and you know what people bought it for a while but they're not buying it anymore that's true and that's why you see what happened in the commonwealth of virginia and it almost happened here in the state of new jersey i will always believe this if we didn't have such a dishonest media and the polling was obvious, I remember saying, look, I said, it's so close. I don't know if Governor Murphy is going to win or if Jack Cittarelli is going to win, but I know these polls are wrong. This is a close race. I felt it was a couple of a point, couple of point race either way. Then you add into that, that if you, if people really could have baked in, hey, this is really close, that also gives energy to the challenger. But the challenger had to deal with an atmosphere that it was over before it began. The lead is huge. I think they 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 were like fourteen points or something. If you add them all together and cum them, uh, and then they just make it. It was kind of like you and uh, and Andrzejczak. They make it look like you're losing by a mile. You were able to overcome that. Closing comment: thirty seconds. So to, to fully answer your question, Harry, when Republicans get elected, guess what they have to do. They have to legislate and govern as Republicans and and write this shit and make sure we get back to basic American values of governance. We have to stop apologizing for being Americans. We have to actually embrace what made this nation great. Yeah. And by the way, Democrats never apologize for their philosophy of governance. Republicans almost apologize. Oh, I'm really sorry for being who I am. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, And with that, uh, we have hit the uh, finish line, Senator. Great to be with you. 
It, it always flies so fast. It's great to be with you. You and I could have another two hours and we'd still be easy. We'd still be short of time. Easy. Thank you so very much, Harry. And uh, thank you to the people who constantly listen to you and have tuned in today. Thank you so much for listening. And it's just a pleasure to serve the constituents of LD1. Thank you, Senator. In six minutes starts now. Anthony Cadena. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour, and what a delightful way to end what has been a very very excellent broadcast week here together with you on the Hurley in the Morning program. And thanks for tuning in to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and for making us the number one talk station in all of South Jersey. Joining us on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker line uh, is Anthony Catanoso, the owner, the president and the chief executive officer of Steel Pier. And as we get to the beautiful weather and I mean, they're open even uh, shoulder each side. But when we get to the beautiful weather, we really start to think about things like Steel Pier, the rich history, the fun, uh, the great activities, the great food, everything that Anthony and his team are doing on a daily basis. Anthony, it's a pleasure to welcome you and looking forward to our discussion. How are you? Good good morning, Harry. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Outstanding. Well, I know because I'm sort of in the business long ago, a hotelier, operations and all of that. So I know this is this is getting into your, you know, you have the um, spring training, if we use a, a sports metaphor, and the regular season is upon us, isn't it? It is. Uh, open weekends started uh, started operations on Easter, and um, good crowds. When the weather's good, the, the crowds are there. We're uh, wrapping up the uh, rest of our rides right now, except for the four new rides that are uh, coming in. Uh, but the rides that are there are getting getting wrapped up, and uh, we had a good start. We had a good start so far. When you look at um, going from weekend operations and then shifting into that that full service modality, um, I, I'm sure it gets very exciting. And of course, you have a lot that you have to do. You have a lot to staff, and there's no question that there's been challenges, COVID, you know, post COVID, and all of that. What are your feelings? going into this summer season, as say in comparison to the last couple, which were even though COVID-19 sort of kind of seemed like it takes a break during the nicer weather, it still was apparent. It was still out there. Uh, this feels a little bit different, maybe a little more back to normal. Is that is that a fair comment? That, that's, that's fair. And what we're happy about is our J-1 program, our foreign exchange students are coming back in the fold for the season. The last two seasons we've had to do without them. And um, we did okay, but it limited our hours and, and sometimes our operations because we didn't have that extra uh, number of employees. So what happens is uh, you know, we, we start out with all local hires and they do a great job. And then when we go full time, we need to supplement that with the foreign exchange students in the last two seasons we haven't had that luxury but this year we're getting out of we usually use about 140 uh, foreign exchange students uh this year we're going to get we hope hopefully get between 80 and 100 that are committed so that's going to take a big uh a burden off of us when we go full time and i'll tell you our, our our local staff our local hires have been 
outstanding the last two years. Uh, I mean, every year, but especially last year, they've risen to the occasion. And this year, they're doing they're doing such an excellent job. Uh, and that that's that's the that's the great part because you you get this program, this European program, exchange program, and 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 not just Europe, but also uh, Caribbean. Um, we get these students that come in and they just supplement to the work. They don't take any American jobs. They don't, they don't cut any American hours. They just supplement to our hours and supplement to our operations. So it's a, it's a great program and it's something that, uh, you know, we, we, uh, everybody at the shore depends on. I think also too, what I've learned is they have a, just a, a fantastic work ethic too, don't they? They really do. And they want hours. They, they're here to make money. They're here to help their education and, uh, and they can come here and make, they can make very decent money. And uh, generally from where, where they're from, th- that money goes a long way. So it's really a, a win-win. Summer 2022, what are your um, expectations? Well, we're look- we've noticed that when we're opening, it, opening the sun's out, uh, even if it's on the cold side, we have uh, we have good crowds, so people are anxious to get out and have some fun uh, and do some things. So we're adding, like I said, we're adding uh, new rides and new attractions uh, this year. Uh, in particular, we're doing a, a a new crab house right on the right on the boardwalk, right near our food court, right in our food court, a crab house raw bar. So we're opening a new uh, a new new restaurant and food outlet there. We're excited about that, and we saw last year from our seafood, oh, you can eat seafood on Wednesdays and Thursdays that people have a real desire for it, and they appreciate. They appreciate good seafood, so we're expanding that operation to the front. Uh, we're still doing our Wednesday and Thursday all-you-can-eat in the back uh, in the big tent, and then in the front in the crab, it'll be a crab house, still pure crab house roll bar. So we're excited about that on the food side of it. And then uh, we can talk about the, the rides that are, that are coming yeah. um, for the season. Please do. And by the way, just a quick comment, because I am a seafood guy, as you know. The comments about the seafood, I mean, it's so popular uh, you you know it. You lived it. You experienced it. Your team, uh, but that is a wonderful offering, and it is incredibly popular, isn't it? Oh, it's it's, it's yeah, it really is incredible. I was I was surprised. It was it was a bit of a a, a bit of outside the box for us. Uh, but you know, our food operator said let's let's give this a shot, um, and uh, it was successful from day one. So we're going to expand on it, and um, we're we're gonna, we're going to keep it rolling. So we're very excited. And what we've also done, um, uh, we are doing the inaugural uh, Steel Pier-sponsored Atlantic City Seafood Music Festival in Bader Field this summer, uh, 24th, 25th, 26th of June. So we're really excited about that. We've got a great lineup of bands. We've got great food vendors and crafts, craft vendors. We'll have a kid's zone with some rides and attractions. So we're really excited about that. It's our first venture into that um, realm. But we've got some a great partner with PC Events, and uh, we have uh, they're they're experienced for, they've experienced for thirty years of doing uh, these types of festivals all over the country. So we're excited to do that the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth of June at, at Bader Field. Friday night's free, Saturday and Sunday ten dollar entrance fee. So it's uh, and we've got a great lineup of bands. So we're really excited about that. And I won't even remotely attempt to uh, jinx you, but I think that theme is incredibly popular and well-received. I imagine you have high expectations, don't you? We do. We think it's going to be successful. We think it's going to be really good for the city that a seafood fest is back in the city. And um, we think that uh, we're getting great responses already. We're out there, it's out there online. Um, you know, vendors and attendees, were, uh, tickets, ticket sales are brisk, and uh, vendors are lining up 
both food vendors and non-food vendors. So that's exciting, and that's that's what the city needs. It needs more of that, and it needs that needs to stay in the city. And um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna answer the call there, hopefully, and have a have a successful weekend. And it's it's a big weekend. There's a lot happening in town that weekend, and it's the weekend before the Fourth of July. So that that it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of good buzz about this summer. And we're excited about that. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I see the potential as just unlimited. It's it, it, people are just looking to recreate. They they they're turning the page on the pandemic. We are now in the endemic phase. Uh, I know there was a sort of a contradiction by one of the governmental officials, uh, Anthony Fauci, where he said the pandemic's over. Then he came back a day later and said it's not over. I, I he can say that, but I do believe the people. Uh, have turned the page and and the people believe it's over and believe it's something to be taken seriously, but that we have to live and people are ready to live again. And I I do believe this is uh, just very similar to to the roaring 20s that happened a century ago where the American people were, were shut down for a few years and really roared back. And that's why uh, the very famous era became known as the Roaring Twenties. This will be our uh, version, I think, of the Roaring Twenties. I really do believe that, even though we're dealing with some uh, economies of scale and the the high inflation and some things like that, that I think can be corrected and will be corrected because we always do. We're Americans uh, and we always turn the corner on things like this. I see this summer as an amazing summer from all the things you'll be doing at Steel Pier and the Steel Pier Seafood Festival, June 24, 25, and 26th, the, at the Atlantic City Air Show, and all these things that are going to be happening. It's going to be a magnificent summer. When we come back, Anthony, I want to give you an opportunity. The question on the floor is, and we'll come back right after the break, when you go to Steel Pier, what should you expect the experience to be like? What are the things to do? And I'm going to give you the opportunity to break that down when we come back in just a few minutes. Nobody better than the owner, the president, and the chief executive officer of Steel Pier, Anthony Catanoso, with yours truly, early in the morning on South Jersey's number one, all because of you. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be back in just a little bit. Brian Kilmeade. I'm just telling you, if it was Donald Trump and he was president right now, they'd be saying Donald Trump's vaccine doesn't work. He rushed it too quick with warp speed. Most other vaccines like polio and others work. Why do we keep needing them? Why do we need four or five shots? He would actually stop the whole booster thing. He would be making sure that these private universities aren't demanding two and three extra shots for a variant that for the most part doesn't get you sick. Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much for listening to Hurley in the Morning and tuning in to South Jersey's number one talk station, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's my pleasure, uh, professional privilege as well, to present Anthony Catanoso, owner, president, chief executive officer of Steel Pier. And let's give you this opportunity now, Mr. President, Mr. Owner. Give us a virtual tour of Steel Pier, the experience from the customer's point of view. Okay, so if you're any almost anywhere on the Atlantic City Boardwalk, you'll you'll be able to see one of the nation's largest observation wheels, and that sits right dead center on the pier. So as you make your way to the front of the pier, along the front we offer a variety of food and drink options. Uh, you've got funnel cakes, French fries, cheesesteaks, pizza. 
You've got a great uh, bar that caters to the uh, boardwalk and to the food court. You can get frozen drinks, uh, any drink you like. And then there'll be a new addition uh, on the front of the pier. We have a great arcade there also. Uh, and then we'll be a new addition with the Crab House and Roll Bar, uh, which will be opening as you're looking at the pier right to the left behind the, uh, the uh, Steel Pier Pub. So that's, that's on the front of the pier. As you go through the archway of the pier, we've got skill games and group games for families. So you can play a game or as a winner every time, or you can try your hand at uh, darts or bazooka blast or uh, basketball or mini basketball. And uh, try one, or, or uh, you could do a, a crossbow game. So there's a lot of uh, skill games and group games there for the families uh, as you walk through the archway. Then as you enter into the pier, uh, we've established our, our lower kitty land, which is for, for toddlers. So uh, young children, and in some cases, young children and their and their and their parents could could ride uh, kitty rides. Now this year we have uh, three new. We have two new kitty rides coming uh, this year. That one will arrive Tuesday, and the other one's on the water from Italy. Um, so there's a balloon race ride and a, a mini what they call mini pirate ride, uh, which kids will love. And then we have a, a new uh, a drop tower coming. That'll be here by Memorial Day. That's also coming from Italy. That'll be in. So as you work your way up the pier, you get to Upper Kitty Land where you have your carousel and, and your teacups and some more traditional rides and then the locomotion train for, for kids and families. Then you hit the, then you hit the observation wheel. And uh, I have to tell you, the observation wheel, uh, we, it opened in 2017, has been uh, one of the most successful rides uh, anywhere, I think, on the East Coast. And it's proven that we can extend the uh, season here in Atlantic City and uh, on the Atlantic City Boardwalk, create a first-class attraction that people of all ages, all ages can enjoy. So if you're, a, you can walk on and with your grandchild, if you're 80 years old and bring on your three-year-old grandchild, walk in there, sit in a climate-controlled cabin and uh, really enjoy some incredible views up and down the coastline in Atlantic City. There's, there's no wheel that offers the views that we offer um, in, in, in Atlantic City. Hey, if you would, Anthony, expand upon that. The the um, it, it's of course it's very tangible, but it's also intangible that maybe some don't consider the visibility from so far away. So Steel Pier that is so visible from such a great distance away because you can't miss it. It has beautiful color, uh, it changes color. It's just so so cool, and you keep it lit so often. And I'm sure that is not inexpensive. Uh, and I know that you have great technology, but I'm sure it's not inexpensive to do what you do with that. How big of an impact has that meant to your brand? Uh, it's huge. And it, as you can see, a lot of people are using the wheel, that that iconic image in their in their ads, yes. uh, whether it be a public agencies or private agencies, even the casinos are using that. That's why we, we did not do a, a, a naming rights on the wheel because if we gave naming rights to somebody it would it would discourage other uh, people from using that in their ads or in their in their uh, marketing so we decided you know we passed up that money to keep that wheel so that that wheels for the boardwalk and that's why we keep it lit 24 7 365 it's a little bit of an expense but when that wheel's dark it changes the whole look of the boardwalk and uh we we think we changed the face of the boardwalk with that ride and we're going to keep it lit and that's 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 our statement for the Atlantic City Boardwalk. We 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 change things, and we we decided we're going to keep this lit year round, every day, and um, 24 hours a day. And it's it's made an impact. And we get a load of compliments on on the lighting package. And uh, you know, it, it 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 I think I think it's important to the to the skyline of the boardwalk to keep that 
keep that lit. It's iconic. So it's it's been impactful, and 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 people are not afraid to ride it. They love they love the uh, they love the the heights, and they love the the views. It's, it's, there's nothing like it. You can't even feel yourself moving when you're in the ride. Um, it's it's like sitting in your uh, living room chair. It's just it's very smooth, and um, we've been very very pleased with the success of the wheel. And then there's then there we have the we have the high thrill rides that you know that for the thrill seekers we have the uh, slingshot ride, which was the first ever cable and spring uh, slingshot ride in the in the country, and then our mixed ride in the back, which is uh, 140 feet high. It's you're spinning 60 miles an hour out over the ocean, and uh, people enjoy it. It's a it's a it's a thrilling ride. And then our ever popular helicopter tour. The helicopter tour is uh, just gets better every year and more popular every year. So people are really uh, each year they're they're taking advantage of that that tour. And you, you really can't can't get that experience for that uh, that value for that, that that anywhere else. If you take a helicopter ride anywhere else in the in the, in the country, you're going to pay. Uh, four or five times more than you're paying on steel pier. So you can come and take helicopter rides. Very affordable. Where does that go? Give people an idea, the, the trip that they will take on the steel pier helicopter. So a, a, a normal ride would take you off the pier and take you almost down to the uh, Atlantic City Ventnor border and then back again. Uh, you'll swing when you come back. You'll circle over the uh, Hard Rock and Ocean and come in for your landing. And then if you take a city tour, It'll take you out down to Ventnor, swing all the way back through the Marina District, and you'll go over uh, you'll go over the Borgata and Harris, and then you'll swing back over up the coast and back into the pier. So there's a there's a regular tour and the shoreline tour, and then there's a city tour. Um, both are you know very very popular. How long are the rides? Uh, three minutes and five minutes. So the shoreline tour is three minutes, and the uh, city tour is five minutes. And when, you, when you think about it, when you come to Atlantic City, the world's playground, and so many people have heard the name Steel Pier, and you come and you have all this fun, and there's all this wonderful food and beverage, and, and all the things that you've been outlining, we're going to cover a lot more in the second half. We're going to break in about a minute, Anthony, for uh, just a few minutes, and we, we have a lot more content that we're going to share with you with Anthony Catanoso, owner, president, and the chief executive officer of Steel Pier in uh, Atlantic City. But it's it's when you can go back home or wherever you're going to and say, hey, I went to Atlantic City, uh, you know, I went to Steel Pier and I and I rode a helicopter. That's just not something that that might be routine for a handful, but that's something that's memorable for people that they don't really ever get the chance to do. Yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely right. And, and like in the old days, you hear people talk about the diving bell. You know, people have a, have these memories of the diving bell and the diving horse and things on the old steel pier. Now, people I've run into people say, you know, I took a helicopter ride off your off the back of your pier, and it was really uh, really exciting. It, you you just can't believe the um, uh, the view you get from there. And twilight is the best time to take a helicopter ride, just as that sun's going down and the lights are uh, coming up in the city. It's a really a, an amazing experience. Well, you see the coastline. You know this because you know it like the back of your hand. But most people that have never done this, they, they have never witnessed the coastline from the spectrum of observation that you get from the helicopter ride. And I'd also say the incredible sights that you get from the uh, from the wheel. So that that is just something that that I think is priceless that you can actually see the coastline and you look at the ocean, you look at the beach, you see where and all the, you know, the the properties along the way. It's pretty spectacular, isn't it, Anthony? 
Yeah, it really, it really is, and it's it's something I really ask people to come. And even if you don't get on a ride, if you come out and you go to the go to the end of the pier or go up on the wheel deck and just sit and relax, you don't have to spend a nickel to catch the view of this uh, the incredible sunsets we have here and the skyline. It's a really beautiful skyline. That is true. That is a beautiful vantage point back there. We will be right back. It's 30 minutes past the hour. Uh, Anthony knows how to hit his mark perfectly. Anthony Catanoso, the owner, the president, the chief executive officer of Steel Pier. That's our focus this hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. My friend Sean Hannity says it better. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thanks very much, Sean. It is 35 minutes past the hour. We're visiting with Anthony Cananoso, the president, the chief executive officer, the owner of Steel Pier Atlantic City. Really an exciting time to visit uh, by this weekend, by Sunday. It will be May. And that really gets people jazzed up that the summer season is right around the corner. Let me give you an opportunity, Anthony, uh, because I think the answer is that that the truth is self-evident on this point. Uh, Steel Pier as a spectacle, as an amenity, as an entertainment venue uh, and the multifaceted ways uh, that you utilize the facilities, great food and beverage opportunities and so on and a lot of the activities that we talked about and i do want to spend some time after this talking point about the um the new rides because i think one of the key strengths in the catnoso era of steel pier is that you are very mindful to put new equipment new rides that really people that um that love to go to amusement parks this is worth probably talking about for a few minutes you've you've spoken very eloquently about this in a visit that we had a couple of months ago uh, insofar as how excited people get and the kinds of people that come and specifically because you have these types of rides that even Disney World copied. So it's it's very exciting what's happening at the local level at such a, I believe, a national pedigree caliber. Uh, but it's it's not to just give you a question that's like a softball uh, meatball to make it easy and 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 just be gratuitous but how would you rate steel pier as an amenity as an operational you know a tr- a amusement attraction and so so on and so forth um in terms of the atlantic city type of experience well, it's it, interesting you should ask because we see Steel Pier as a, as a, a, a well-rounded venue, not for, just for amusements and food and beverage. We have become um, pretty much a destination unto ourselves for conventions, weddings, group events, uh, birthday parties, uh, family reunions, that, that type of thing. And it's been our experience through Meet AC, which we have a great relationship with and partnership with, that when they send groups down to us, their experience and, and what they walk away with from Steel Pier is really, really important. And it's an important impression for the city itself. So we have we, our, our group business, our convention business has really flourished and really taken off, especially since we've, we, you know, we've, we've stepped up on the food and beverage side and our catering has become you know, top shelf. So we are we are booking a, a, a great number of of, of uh, groups and parties and conventions, and you know we've we've several weddings coming up. At one point, one season we did almost eleven weddings. I think we did eleven weddings. So I mean, 
that type of experience and that, that type of amenity for the city is, is priceless, especially now with the in, the in the last two years of the pandemic. People, there's a bigger desire and need to be outdoors. So we offer that indoor-outdoor experience. So that's that's really added to uh, our business model, and it's really added to the the Atlantic City experience. So people have got to en- enjoy those types of things in an, in an amusement park setting. So it's been a, a really successful run there, and we're building even more on that. So and let's and let's let's let's, let's talk about the rides. This uh, oddly enough, uh, my brother Chuck, my brother Bill, my partner Ed Alwell, This we're celebrating our 30th season there at Steel Pier because we started back in 1992. So this is our 30th summer. We're going into. We're pretty excited about that. So we we have we have made it our goal. Um, over the last 30 years, since we're a small, basically, for lack of a better term, mom and pop operation, we had to be competitive with the larger regional parks in the area and and peers. So what we decided to do was look for innovative rides. So the first ride we introduced, which was the first one in the world, was the Crazy Mouse Spinning Coaster back in 1996. Mm-hmm. So we went out and we, we made a commitment. Um, that ride is now... Uh, we just decommissioned it this year, and we're replacing it in 2023 with a brand new one. Wow! And we're very excited about that. So, and we're gonna have a. I think if you go on our website, you'll see we're gonna have a. And, and the renderings are up. Will be up on the pier this weekend of the new ride that's coming. But we're gonna have a name the ride contest on that. It won't be called the Crazy Mouse. We'll we'll let the public weigh in, and um, we'll have a, a great contest for that. But um, so we did, and another ride we introduced. Uh, which was the first in the United States was the slingshot, which was the first steel cable and spring um, reverse ejection seat, and that's that's something we introduced to the United States. Um, the what we call the Freedom Flyer was the first ride of its kind that went completely around 360 degrees. Most just went uh, to uh, 180 and came back, um, but our ride that we introduced uh, 10 years ago was the first one of its kind. So we continue to do that whenever we can, uh, whenever, whenever it fits our, fits our model and fits our space. We have to remember we're, we're working with 150,000 square feet, which is, and we're out, we're a, we're a small patch out over the ocean. So we've got to do a lot in a small, small amount of space. So we've tried over the years to find rides that are new and innovative and to, and to keep us a, a cut above and keep us interesting. We have to stay interesting because we can't, we can't expand like the bigger parks. We don't have the acreage. We don't have the we don't have the mass. We don't have the critical mass. Now, what we do have at Steel Pier is a three thousand foot repairing grant. We're only a thousand feet out in the ocean, so we can go another two thousand feet. But that, you know, as you know, to build a structure like we have, there's no structure like ours. Uh, be very very expensive. But you know, we do have expand expansion capabilities further out. Anthony, I'll give you an example, uh, and this actually came in even before we started talking specifically about and the wonderful narrative that you just did. Let me give you an example of a satisfied customer. My brother, Jim Fraser, writes in. A few years ago, we had my daughter's wedding rehearsal party. I know you remember this. I remember it at the time. Uh, a few years ago, we had my daughter's wedding rehearsal party at the end of Steel Pier. It was fantastic, especially the helicopter ride. Those types of uh, amazing, memorable, special events are very, very meaningful. And uh, it's it's um, maybe something it's like outside of the box or something. But I, I envision I just I close my eyes. And I think about a wedding at Steel Pier, which could be so unique. The venue is perfect. You're overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. 
the, 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 the skyline of Atlantic City or if you go in another direction down towards Brigantine. And then, then of course, if depending on what the particular parties want, they can tie uh, rides into it all and other activities. There really are a lot of creative things you can do, aren't there, Anthony? Yeah, there really are. And and you can do it you can do it for family, you can do it for groups, you can do it you can do an adult you can do an, uh, an all adult um uh, event back there where you have the larger rides are open and you have your your cocktails and your food in the back tent. Um weddings in particular uh what we find is they enjoy getting doing their ceremony on the wheel deck which has incredible views uh right you're set right under the wheel and you're looking uh, down down beach. Then you go into our smaller a tent which holds about 150 people for your cocktail hour. And then they move to the larger tent in the back where we can seat 210 uh, and still have a dance floor and they do their larger reception in the back. So weddings work really well back there. Now here again, you're, you're, at the, you're at the mercy of the weather gods, but you know, when it works, it works great. So, and people, people love it. And, and we've had, you know, and the tents are, the tents are pretty secure. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're like buildings, but, um, so it's just getting from point A to point B. But other than the weather, the uh, weddings or groups out there, they've had really great experiences. And uh, we've had as many as, you know, 1,500, 1,800 people, uh, groups of 1,500 and 1,800 out there taking up the entire pier with uh, cocktail stations or dirt stations throughout the pier. So it, it, really is, it, it's, it really is a great, great experience. We are going to take our final break. It's 44 minutes past the hour, and we will come back uninterrupted until the Brian Kilmeade Show. That's six minutes past the top of the next hour. We're visiting. It's our regular monthly visit with Anthony Catanoso, the owner, president, and chief executive officer of the Steel Pier in Atlantic City. Very exciting uh, content and much more straight ahead. We'll be right back in just a little bit. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. And now a small business setback, set to smooth jazz. It's late. You're driving in the rain with only one thing on your mind. The deer about to total your HVAC van. But with Progressive's 30-plus customizable coverage options, you're covered. The rest is just saxophone. When running your small business gets rough, Progressive Commercial is there to smooth it out. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Twinkly sound. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. Welcome back. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, which means we have a little over 15 minutes uninterrupted with Anthony Catanoso, the owner, the president, and the chief executive officer of Steel Pier in the world's famous playground, Atlantic City. This is, I'm going to throw a completely um, just spontaneous sidebar type issue. This might even be a little bit tricky, but I'm not trying to be tricky. Is there something that happens at Steel Pier that you think those who don't know, for example, would find surprising? Some unique 
uh, item or things you can do that people wouldn't know about. I know people know you have rides and and they're spectacular and like you're talking about four new rides and I think that is awesome because that gets everybody jazzed up that loves rides to know that new rides are coming and all these things. Does something happen at Steel Pier that we might be surprised, a little outside the box? Well, I, I, the biggest surprise for people are when they get to the back of the pier and they discover the Ocean Reef Oasis Bar back there. And they, they, they can get a drink and they can sit back there and at 1,000 feet out in the ocean and look at the city. And I, 9 out of 10 people say, I, I never knew this experience was here. I never knew this type of, of, of venue was here in the city. Maybe, and, and we do the, the best to market it, but until you're there, you can talk about something all you want, but until you're there, until you see it, until you experience it, you, you don't know what you're missing. And that is the biggest surprise on Steel Pier. People do not realize what we have back there and what a great vibe there is back there on the end of that pier. I mean, business is, is, is building each year that we've had it, but it really is a spectacular uh, place. The wheel deck in itself, and we're redoing a whole new uh, theme on the wheel deck with our our, our uh, beverage operation up there. We're, we're creating a whole new experience on the wheel deck. People are going to love. How long, how long is the wheel ride? And you're about 12 minutes. That's a fantastic. That is a fantastic experience. 12 minutes. If you think about the, I don't know what, and I, I do, as you know, big fan of Disney, big fan of Steel Pier. I go on a lot of rides and maybe the, I, I know there are some rides that are less than in the two minute range, three minute range. Uh, a 12 minute ride, that would probably be considered one of the longest rides in your industry time wise, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a long ride, and, and you'll find the longest rides are in these observation wheels. So that's um, it, that's really a great – it's a good experience. And you can go on there with a drink and, and relax and have a drink on there, whether it be a, 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 a soft drink or a, or a alcoholic drink. You can go take a drink on the, on the wheel and just relax and have enough time to finish it and enjoy the views and enjoy your company. So – uh, it really is uh, a good experience. Just, and just so I don't forget, uh, Mother's Day is coming up, so uh, we, we we want everybody to know Mother's Ride Free on Mother's Day, May 8th, so they can come out and get a, get a flower for Mother's Day and ride free with their family. So it's it's important, and that's that really I think that really starts the season off for us is Mother's Day. That's the unofficial start, even before Memorial Day. Talk. I think this is a perfect segue to what you just said, and it's just it. It begs me to ask the question because I know that you have a philosophy of, of operating you and your family uh, in terms of giving back. You, you do things like that. I think that is a, it's, it's a sweet, beautiful touch that on Mother's Day, moms get a flower and moms ride for free. I think that, you know, that's just beautiful, sim- simply put. But you do other things, too. You've had a longstanding tradition of events that have invited all six wards of Atlantic City to be able to enjoy Steel Pier. These are things that your family and your your ownership management team that you strongly believe in, don't you? Yeah, we give back to the community. There's there's a, a lot of uh, children in Atlantic City that wouldn't get a chance to enjoy the pier if there wasn't ward days. So we do this. We do the six ward days, and we do a council at large day. So it's seven days that we offer uh, through the season. So every family, every resident of Atlantic City. Uh, man, woman, and child uh, can come and enjoy the pier and enjoy the rides. 
So we do that. Um, this year we're hosting several other events. In, in particular, uh, July 22nd, we're doing doing the luncheon for the graduates of the Police Explorers Program, about 100 kids. So we're do, giving them rides and a pizza party uh, for their graduation. Uh, we're excited to offer that. So wherever we can do it, um, Miss New Jersey, as you know, is, uh, uh, is still is in Atlantic City. And um, we host a week of events for Miss New Jersey contestants. And I think it's important to keep the pa- that pa- at least that pageant here in Atlantic City since we lost Miss America. So um, we give back as much as we can, and uh, we'll continue to do that. We've, we fed 1,800 people right before Christmas this year. They all got a hot meal at the All, all Wars Memorial. And they're the type of things I think every business should do in Atlantic City. And, you know, this is this this is our this is our home, this is our community, and uh, so it, it, we firmly believe that. My brother Chuck, my brother Bill, my partner Ed, uh, like I said, we're being honored on the seventeenth. The, the four of us so we're getting the uh, Excellence in Tourism Award by the Atlantic City Chamber. We're very honored to receive that award, and I just think that that that's all part and parcel of of what we should do as as you know, members of the community and business and business leaders in the community. That is beautiful. And I just had sent to me a little bit ago, and I'm going to I'm going to send it to you uh, in just seconds after I just talk about it for a second. I am looking at a spectacular photo happens to have been taken by my twin brother, but that's not the reason I'm bringing it up. Whoever sent me this photo, I would be making a remarkable comment about. And when I send this to you, you not that you need it. You, you know it uh, back of your hand. But uh, with your eyes closed. But this is the kind of view that I'll I'll wind up doing something with this photo. I'm going to write something about it, post it and do something with this, because this they talk about how much, you know, one photo, uh, you know, can express. Um, This photo shows you the tremendous vantage point that you have from the Steel Pier observation wheel. It is I mean, it's magnificent, truly magnificent. It's like a Rockwell painting this photo which i believe i'm gonna i'm gonna double check but i believe it's with the regular they're getting better and better but the regular most modern version of the iphone camera unless don had his professional camera which he may have uh but either way this photo is amazing and it will give you an idea of the views and the vantage point that you will have that's something that almost until you do it when you look up at the wheel or from far away you see the wheel and you see the lights and it's colorful and it's beautiful until you actually get on that observation wheel. It's an experience that's really hard to imagine until you do it. Isn't it, Anthony? It, it really is. And that was our goal. I'm, I remember the first time I wrote it uh, when we were building it and, it, and my uh, lead mechanic said, come on, jump in. We're ready. To, we're ready to run it for the first time. And I was like, I'm blown away myself, and I, and and I had been on the London Eye, and I'd I'd been uh, in in other wheels, uh, but this was uh, it was really it really something because you're you're in your hometown and you're 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 looking at everything that everybody in this town has has built and has uh, come together and worked on, and you can see it all in one shot, and it was like really amazing, and and to look at the pier from that vantage point, even though I've, been, I've seen it dozens of times in the helicopter, it's still different when you're riding that when you're riding on that, that wheel it's a still a whole, whole different experience and you can sit and relax and it's quiet and i remember the first time i went on and 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 did a short video i had a cup of coffee and and a and a, and a blueberry muffin and i did my little spiel about you gotta you, you gotta come experience this yeah. there's nothing like it what um 
describe, I, I sort of kind of remember, but I want to make sure we get it right, and you will get it right because you're Anthony Catanoso, the observation wheel at Steel Pier, how does that rank in terms of size in the country or any metrics you want to give on how it measures up uh, in that particular space? Well, there's a little debate going on right now. Uh, until recently, we were the third largest in, in the United States um, at 227 feet. Now, there's the ride that just opened at the American Dream up in the Meadowlands. Some people are saying it's 300 feet, but it may be 300 feet high, but I don't think the wheel is a 300-foot wheel. The wheel is not bigger than ours. It may be higher than ours because it's set up on a building. But um, So we, we're, we're, we're either third or fourth. We could have dropped a fourth in the largest in the country. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm not doing this just to be a friend. I don't count. I mean, how do you say, like if I I stand on top of a building, does that make me 200 feet tall? I'm still only, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. you know, so I'm not buying anybody that wants to sell that. They're doing that in their own sort of Homer town way because it's the wheel is not the elevation. I mean, can we also say that a tiny um, – tabletop wheel if it's at elevation three thousand feet is a three thousand foot wheel so we you and i could we could have a hilarious game and fun with that every which way if the i'm going to actually look into this with you if the wheel is taller then they win if they just have it set on a pedestal that's higher or a building that's higher they don't win that's right that's going to be so my I'm story not sure which size the wheels but it's good yeah. Now they get a view. I think they get a view of Manhattan, but it, I don't. I don't care. There's nothing's going to beat the view of Atlantic City's coastline. So people okay. say it all the time. Whether I'm talking to Marchie Antonio, Tom Cantone, uh, my own wife, Larry Sieg at Meet AC, anybody that loves Atlantic City, that sells Atlantic City, that's a booster of Atlantic City or an operator in Atlantic City knows. We have such a competitive advantage. We have the boardwalk. We have the beach. We have the Atlantic Ocean. It's very – don't you agree, Anthony? And you're on it. I mean you're, you extend over it. It, it. it is the most, I think, biggest competitive advantage that you could ever ask for, isn't it? Hey. It, re- it really is, plus our location, you know, we're within a, a tank full of gas of, of, of 50 million people and or more, and it's it's just, you can't beat it. But what makes Atlantic City is everything we do now, but everything we did in the past, the history of Atlantic City is, it's just un- unmatchable, unmatchable. They, they just, they, the history, and we hear about it all the time. I hear about if, if a store clerk, anybody, I, I think I told you the story, went into Bass Pro Shop, and the lady was a, a, a uh, in her late 60s, and she had been on Steel Pierce. She did the whole Tony Grant song and dance for me right there in the middle of Bass Pro Shop. You can't beat those experiences. You can't write that stuff. By the way, you and I wrote about this, um, and you, you and I have talked about this on and off air, Anthony. You as the keeper of the flame, if you will, the incredible history of Steel Pier, you as the owner and the operator, you, invariably, you, you get hit up all the time by people who have fantastical memories of Steel Pier in their childhood and all these things all the time, don't you? All the time, and, and they spent way more time on Steel Pier than I did. I was only here once as a child in, in, in 1968. And in our new crab house, we're going to we're going to we're going to remember the, it, when it was the axe throwing bar. I had loads of pictures of the old Steel Pier. Well, we're going to keep that memory alive in the new crab house. The walls will be decorated with uh, pictures from each decade. Over the last 120 years, the last 12 decades, 
we'll we'll have pictures of uh, uh, the, the pier. So I, I, that's that's coming, and I'm, I'm working with uh, my good friend Bob Ruffalo, Prince and Antiques, to make that happen. So we're going to have we're going to remember the old steel pier, remember the history of the steel pier, and that crab house on those walls. Now you know this, and I I'm sure I've commented on this before to you and and behind your back. George Hamid in, admitted to me in probably one of the last interviews he did, and he did do a final interview with my brother and with Ed Hurst, but I did one of the last interviews with George Hamid, and I asked him the, the simple but profound question, could you do Steel Pier today the way that you did it? He didn't hesitate. He said absolutely not, impossible, and went into all the reasons why. I mean, you you wouldn't be able to get Sinatra and this level of talent and and whatever they did six shows a day and three uh, in in um, current movies that that you would have to have and then of course all the other stuff that they had. But having said that, that Steel Pier couldn't be the way that it was in a previous iteration. Let me ask you this point of question, Anthony, and those just joining us is Anthony Cadenoso, the owner of Steel Pier, and it's our regular monthly visit with Anthony, and I love it. I, I just love the focus and love the content. You, though, do feel that sense, I guess I'll use the term obligation maybe, if that's not if that's not perfect, and then sin of the mind, not of the heart. Do you feel the obligation because you are the owner of Steel Pier for what happened before you and for what people will think of the name and your brand in this era. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, we, we're honored to be the torchbearer of this brand and we're very protective of the brand. And we, we can never, we can't recreate what happened in the past and what, the way it was in the past because the market just wouldn't allow it. It's a different time, but the brand is still very, very critical, and, and it's very valuable to a lot of people. And people carry, carry the memories from, I mean, they say the world-famous Steel Pier. It really was. We didn't make it world-famous, but the Hammonds really did make it world-famous. And um, it is, it's a storied brand, and we do our best to protect it. And if we put our name on something, we, that's the first thing we think of. It's a Steel Pier brand. We have to protect it. We've got to do it right. We've got to make sure it's done uh, you know, with with the f- in, in first quality, Anthony. We're less than a minute. I I know this, and I know you know this. The the performers of the day during that iteration, you didn't make it. You were not considered a big star. You had not made it until you played on Steel Pier. That's how big it was. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I tell people all the time in my talks, if you made it to Steel Pier, you made it. Yeah, because the, the, that was like playing Broadway. That was like playing Las Vegas Strip. That was you know, that was that was that was the circuit and Steel Pier. He had them all. He had and, and if you look at the side of any one of the marquees in the old pictures, uh, it, it reads like a book of who's who. And Brian, it's a, yeah. it's it, it was an amazing place. Brian Kilmeade is going to kick us out, so we got to go. I know this. This is uh, just the latest in many visits that we're going to have together uh, in the run up to summer and all during the summer. I wish you a great season, my friend, and uh, thanks for the time today. Thoroughly enjoyed it, Anthony. Thanks, Harry. You got it. Appreciate having me yep. on. We'll reconvene real soon. And don't forget, uh, June 24, it's free. June 25 and 26, a $10 entry. The Steel Pier Seafood Festival. 